The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to Legit Bat Podcast. We have Carlos Zapata here, a true American patriot. If you haven't heard of him, uh, look on YouTube. He's got quite the rant at uh, the Board of Supervisors here in our local county. This is a, a new one for us to be able to sit down with somebody in person, outdoors. So if the sound is a little weird, that's why. Should be all right, though. The sound of nature. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's just wind, whatever. We'll be fine. And trees. If you've never listened before, I'm Joe. Got my wife Jen here. Hey. I'm Ben. How you guys doing? We're sharing mics, so we'll figure it out as we go. <laughs> but uh, uh, I guess we don't need to plug anything. It's fine. Everything's on the screen. Yeah. If you're uh, listening to the audio feed, we also have the video available, rockfin.com slash legitbat, if you want to see our dumb heads. That's always fun. But anyway, Carlos, how you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. This is uh, really, really cool. What a cool setting. I know. Yeah. Nice long day for you. So yeah. he's, he's coming off a long day of doing American shit, so it's nice to be able to sit down and have a nice relaxing talk outside. And you even got me some Jack Daniels, which is really cool. It's not too often you know, I do these interviews that people uh, feed me alcohol. I think I'm like, oh, you're welcome. Well, it's, it's kind of our thing. You. I mean, if I like you're going to do a podcast, it, you might as well be doesn't drinking. Doesn't it just let the conversation flow a little bit easier? You know? Yeah. Like, like the best conversations I think I've had. Sometimes it's bar. too flowy. Yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're at the bar, meet complete strangers and just, you know, talking about the craziest shit, you know? So Yeah. yeah no, I'm, I'm glad I, think they, I think they have a term for that. It's called lowing inhibitions. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So my wife grabs me by a shirt and goes, honey, we got to go home now. <laughs> She's like, God damn it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but. Hey, what do you want to start off with? We should start off with, uh, obviously, your claim to fame kind of was the uh, the video on YouTube of uh, ranting at the Board of Supervisors. I, I'm going to put the, uh, I'll probably put it in the intro, so you've probably already heard a snippet of it by now. But uh, this was last summer, right? Wasn't yeah, it? it was August last year. Yeah. yeah. So I think we were a few months into this pandemic deal, you know, and. And things were sort of coming ahead at that point, right? I mean, oh, I yeah. think that prior to that, I had made a decision with my wife to keep our, our bar restaurant open, you know, and they wanted us to shut down. You know, they were threatening us with taking our liquor license. And so the water was boiling at this point, you know, the water had already boiled. And I decided, you know, what, I'm going to go to this board of supervisors meeting to, to support friends. I mean, we, we'd been invited by some friends. We're going to go there and say, look, we got a bunch of patriots together. We're going to go uh, speak, you know, we're going to let our voices be heard. I said, man, what a cool opportunity. But I, at that point, I had zero intention of actually speaking. I, I was just there for moral support, you know, to, to support the movement. 
And what made you what made you step up in that in that moment? Then I go, you know what? I'm I didn't step something. up. I, I you know this is this is kind of a, a misconception <laughs> that I went there with like an agenda to step up and and, and to, well, it was such know, a great and, speech. And, and it sounded rally, sounded like cry. you planned it. Yeah. So the way it went down, I'll tell you how, how it went down was uh, there was a long line. I mean, people were in line for for probably two hours. Uh, to speak because people had prepared speeches. They, they were pumped up on this thing. And I thought it was so exciting to see all these patriots, you know, wanting to have their voices heard uh, at the local level because I've always believed that all government is local government. You know, I've always believed that, that, that we can vote for the president, we can vote for our senators, but at the end of the day, we can't ignore what happens here locally. So I was there to support these people that, that had prepared these wonderful speeches. And, and there were speeches that honestly that night I thought were way better than mine, you know. Um, so I wasn't going to speak uh, simply because I didn't have the time. I mean, I, I couldn't wait in line. I had somewhere to be at, at 7 o'clock that night. I had people waiting for me. So um, Alyssa McEwen, who, who's a name who's surfaced you know, throughout this whole movement, who's an amazing leader and charismatic, uh, you know, hard charger, I, I call her, you know, who's really, uh, I think because of her, we have had great success in this movement in Shasta County. Uh, she was a, a wonderful mother and wife. You know, she's every American who has been a, an incredible organizer of this movement to take our county back, you know. And she'd asked me, you know, to, to come along. And I said, Alyssa, I'd love to be there. So that night, I'm sitting, I'm talking with Alyssa. I'm talking with uh, my sister was there, some other people I knew. And Alyssa said, Carlos, will you speak tonight? I said, Alyssa, I can't. I said, no. I said, I don't have time. I got to go. She said, no, Carlos, I wasn't really asking you. I was sort of telling you, <laughs> you, you, you have to speak tonight, you know. Because at that point, I'd sort of been through it, you know. I had been fighting the government. I'd been fighting against um, ABC, the governor, the local officials, you know, who try to shut my business down. And so at that point, I think I sort of created a, a, a backstory to, to what would be my, my speech. And... I said, listen, I don't have time. There's a two-hour wait to wait in line. I mean, there's literally a line around the corner of the building, you know. Jesus. And so she grabs me. She says, Carlos, I'm going to put you to the front of the line, you know. <laughs> and this is Alyssa. She, she takes oh, charge, yeah. man. She takes charge. So she grabs me. She, she opened the door to the chambers and literally threw me in there and <laughs> said, you're going. I said, I guess I'm here, you know. Letting the dogs out. <laughs> and so there I am. It, it's kind of like the cartoons, you know. We kind of get thrown in. I sort of like stumbled and then I woke up and, and all of a sudden everybody's quiet and there i was they're staring me the microphones in my face you're and all... i have five supervisors staring at me ready for for the speech and at that point <laughs> i said look my mind went through like this really fast critical thinking yes. process you know where i was like look i have an opportunity here to either blow it and completely fuck it up yep. or to do something really big and i let them have it so everything that i was feeling in my heart and everything that i felt that americans were feeling in their heart and in their minds, I said, now's my chance to, to say. Oh, yeah. So, so, so I did. And you've heard the speech, you know, and, and I went in there and I said, look, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase it, you know, to, to what I meant, to the intent behind the speech, was that we're at a critical moment in history right now to where our rights are literally being taken away from us, you know. And we're well, not talking about things that can be debated. Uh, you know, you, you, you can debate your right to to own a gun, even though I think it's not debatable because the Constitution grants right. us that. You can debate rights to abortion. Well, we had a Roe v. Wade case in the Supreme Court. You can debate a lot of things politically. But what wasn't what was not up for debate in my mind and in my heart was my liberties, my ability to make a living for my family, to, to run a business. And so um, everything I was feeling came out in a speech where I said, look, you know, right now we're peaceful citizens. You know, we're out here, we're protesting, we have our signs, we have our flags. 
we said a pledge of allegiance before we went in there. You know, it was a really patriotic, cool moment. But I didn't get, want to get wrapped up in that because I wanted to let them know that we're not going to get wrapped up in the cheerleading part of this movement. We're actually going to move to action. And I've been called a terrorist and insurrectionist. Oh. I mean, this guy's calling for violence. You know, he wants to kill our supervisors. <laughs> and I don't know what part of the speech said that. I simply said, look, we're angry. We're frustrated. This frustration is at a boiling point. So this is a warning. I think I said that in the speech. Oh, yeah. I said this is a warning because there are people out there that do not know how to express their frustration other than to, to, to go to violence, you know. And I, I was warning them because I was trying to avoid this. I wasn't calling for this. I wasn't calling for some kind of a civil war. The last thing I would, I would ever want is for, for my children, for your beautiful children, for our beautiful children in, the, in, this, in, in this community to have to experience what a civil war would bring, which is a right. lot of death and, and, and hate and, and violence. Who would ever want their children to have to witness that? No, nobody would. No one. You know? No, the so, best part, I think, was that part, you know, for I think that's probably one of the reasons it went so viral is because you were like, hey, the, we're not going to just be sitting back here anymore. Like, we're done just sitting back, taking your stupid orders. Uh, I love the part when you called them out for wearing masks. I'd be hiding my face, too. Well, 100%. I think, I think, I think <laughs> you know, part of what stood out to me was was I, I know that it was all kind of like you said, you had this kind of like rapid thought moment of like, oh, okay. How am I going to boil this down to what I need to say from my heart? Three minutes. In like three minutes, right. And I think what got me was a a couple of things. It was you started out with like, this is what we do. And then you started out with, this is where we are. But I think where you really clinched in for a lot of people, because a lot of people, they like to tell the government what they're doing wrong. But they never come up with any suggestions about what to do, right? And you ended it with a very clear, open up our community do this, that, and the other, let us live our lives. And I think just that to somebody that, like you said, local government was big. What got me were two things. You're uh, talking about the um, the friends that you had that have committed suicide and also the psychological damage that we're doing to our children. Yes. Um, living on, on base down there, I, you can't go anywhere. I was talking to Joe and Jen because they, they recently went, they went over to the coast. And they were talking about how bad it was over there about anywhere that you need to go. And I'm like, dude, anywhere south of like Williams is like they they will make sure that you have your mask on. And, and on anywhere, base, anywhere north of Wairika. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, anywhere going up in Oregon. West of Weaverville. I mean, anywhere west of here. So we're not Weaverville even talking about our state. We're talking about the country as a whole, right? I just remember they kept saying that when we walked onto base, and this was last year, right when I got home, my daughter had just turned two. Mm-hmm. And they said anybody over two needs to have their mask on going through the gates. Yeah. And I was like, have you ever tried to keep a fucking mask on a two-year-old? Yeah. And so as we're going in, she got so used to seeing everybody with masks on that we'd get out of the car and she'd ask for her mask. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. And it was maybe four or five months later that we heard your speech. And I'm like, that's exactly what I'm fucking talking about. Sure, sure. You're, I'm already, my daughter is already at the point mm-hmm. living on base where she is asking for her mask when we get out of the car because that's just what we fucking do now. Well, it's conditioning. No. It's conditioning, right? So... If you want to condition people to do something, you have to convince them that the other side is crazy. You have to. So when you have no intellectual uh, thought, when you you can't articulate, you know your your debatable points, you have to call the other side crazy. You you have to convince these people, right? Yeah. Because I can't. And then I'm not, not debate because you. Because people say I'm not smart <laughs> enough to have you see my perspective, my point of view, unless I convince you that the other side is crazy. Yeah. Okay. And, and and that is 
bad. That, that's erroneous to me. You know, to me, that's no way to win a debate because no, we're not crazy. Nobody's crazy here. We, we're just all impassioned. We're we're very convicted in our feelings and what we believe. You know, and if I'm trying to get you to believe what I believe, it's only because I feel that that's what's best for everybody, most notably our children. Okay? Yeah. Um, and everything I do, let's make no mistake about it. Whatever I do, whether it's go to work, what, what, whether it's the way I love my wife, whether it's the way uh, that, that, that I conduct myself, you know, in private and in public, whether it's how I run my businesses, the money I make, uh, the differences I, differences I want to make in our community, socially, politically, is all because I want my children to have a better life. And, and that's yeah. it. Because if, if I'm doing it for myself and I'm a self, selfish person, and people that know me will tell you, Carlos is not selfish. Carlos will give you everything he has. He'll give you a shirt off his back, you know. I mean, if you want my vehicle right now because you had to go somewhere for five days, I'd be like, take, take it. You know, I'll figure it out. I'll walk, you know. And I know that my heart's in the right place, but other people don't know that because they only hear what they want to hear. Because when they hear your speech, when they hear a speech that's as impassioned, and as charismatic as, as a speech I, I, I give, they're not really listening to what I had to say. They're listening through a lens of their own narrative. Oh, 100%. Okay? Yeah. So, so, so they already know what they're thinking before they ever listen, right? And we all do it. And let's be fair. We That's do it on fair. both sides. We do it on both sides, right? When we listen to, to a liberal Democrat speak, we already have a preconception about what we want to hear. As soon as I hear Don Lemon <laughs> right? on CNN start opening his mouth, I immediately go, Fuck And now I, I think, I think CNN fired the guy in there. So something happened. I think he, he quit his show or stopped his show or something. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and, and that guy, he's a horrible... Uh, excuse for, for a reporter, right? But I still try to respect what people say and try to listen to what people say, even if I've lost respect for them because they've lacked a certain sense of integrity or, or journalistic, you know, uh, uh, let's call it integrity, I guess, you know. Uh, but uh, going back to the speech, you know, at that moment, what I had in my mind was how do we create a better community, a better environment for our kids to grow up in? Because I'm not leaving. Okay, that's not an option. I'm not going to cut and run. I love where I live. You guys have a beautiful home here. There's no way that you should give this up because somebody told you that you should. There's no way you should move to Idaho or Texas or Oklahoma or these other states people are flooding to right now uh, because it's not in our nature. You know, sure. my, my nature tells me, my, my, my best instinct says, you know what? <clears throat> You've chosen to put your roots here. You've chosen to raise a family here, you know? You've made connections, networks. You've invested blood, sweat, and tears, literally all three of those, blood, sweat, and tears in, into what we've put into, in, into this land. Why am I going to pick up and run because somebody disagrees with me or somebody tells me that I should live a certain way? No. Listen, I have just as much of a right to this land as anybody else does. So if you want to start to change it uh, to something that I feel is unsafe and, and even dangerous for our community, then I'm going to speak up about it, right? And we all should. No, right? and that's kind of your right, too, though. And that's what drives me nuts about people that uh, maybe were pissed about your speech or about you in general. That's everybody's right is to especially to talk to your board of supervisors, you know, work locally and do what you can locally. Because we I mean, I think we can all agree uh, federally not really doing a whole lot. Yeah. So we we can't, you know, individually do something on a federal level, but you can sure. go talk to your board of supervisors or do what, you know, that's your right to go tell them how you feel. I don't understand why but that would you, piss somebody off. That, that the world hates assertive, aggressive males. Oh, it's called toxic masculinity, toxic, man. And I hate that term. Me I, too. I, I love that term because it exposes exactly who they are. Right. You know? Now, and, it's funny because... And, actually, and none of what we are. We're not toxic. If you actually take, like, that term and... and take out the uh, current vernacular that people use it for, it's like, it's like, okay, I could understand 
grammatically what that term means and say, I could see a use for it. But it has become such a trend to use that every time so what's that anyone mean? stands up for themselves yeah. at all. It's like, oh, toxic masculinity. It's like, <laughs> so, are you fucking kidding me? No, you're supposed to bend over, put the mask well, on, and, and you, do what people and say. You said, the, the you, best said you stand up and say what you believe. And I go, people don't, want, people don't like people to do that anymore if they don't agree with it. The, the best day of my childhood <laughs> was I was in the fourth grade, and there was a bully. And I've been called a bully, and I tell you I'm not. I've never been a bully in my life. I, in fact, I've made an entire life out of standing up to bullies. Fourth grade, I had this bully, Milton. Big kid. The kid was bigger than anybody in class. Fuck you, of course, Milton. right? Yeah, fuck Milton, you know? <laughs> so we would line up our backpacks. Every morning, we'd have to line up our backpacks in the classroom, or outside of the classroom. Was this right? here? School no, here? No, this is down, down in, in San Mateo. Okay. okay. That's where you're from? No, I, I grew up in Santa Rosa, California, in, oh, okay. in Sonoma County. But we lived in San Mateo for one year. Okay, fair enough. And, God, liberal mecca of the world. <laughs> crazy place, right? So, anyways, you know, we line up our backpacks every day. And every single day, Milton would come. He'd grab my backpack and he would toss it. He'd throw it. And this went on for days and weeks, you know. Not months. I wasn't going to let it go for months, <laughs> but, but for weeks. And so I go home and I tell my I didn't snitch. I never told a teacher. I never told a principal because I'm not no snitch. You know, I've never been a snitch in my life. But I went and told my dad. I said, Dad, this is going on. You know, because he could tell something was wrong. But dad, here's, here's what's happening at school. This kid, every single day, grabs my backpack and he throws it. He says, dad, he said, you know what, son? Tomorrow, when you go to school, you put your backpack down. And when that kid, when that son of a bitch comes and grabs your backpack, you're going to go up and you're going to punch him in the mouth as hard as you can. You know? <laughs> so next day, I go to school, man. And I might as well be wearing a Superman cape, right? Because I'm like, dude, this is my chance. And when your dad tells you you can get into a fight... You're empowered. You're dude. ready. I mean, you're yeah. ready, dude. And I'm like, if anything, you might. Be I, and I can't let my dad down, right? I'm like, dude, I, 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 better, I better not get my ass whipped, you know. <laughs> so, next day, dude, I put my backpack down. Sure enough, this son of a bitch comes and he fucking goes and grabs my backpack, and I run as fast as I can. I boom, punch him right in the fucking mouth. And guess what? He looked at me, and he never again fucked with me. And I learned a lesson very early on. At, the, at that point, I learned a lesson saying, you know what? Violence solves things when it's controlled, when it's not uncalled for, because there is a time to stand up for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I've gone over this with my son. My son got in, into a fight at school, got suspended, and got another fight, got expelled. And it was always because he was either stand up for himself or stand up for somebody else. You know? But we live in a world now where if you're a tough guy, if 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 you're masculine, if you're an alpha, whatever that means, right? All of a sudden, you're toxic and you are the problem. It doesn't matter. So people can say whatever they want. And we live in a world of social media when you have people like Donnie Chamberlain, like Nathan Blades, like these people, they can say they make a hobby, not a living because they don't make a fucking thing because they're broke motherfuckers, <laughs> okay? But they make, they are, they're broke. I mean, what, what the fuck these people do for a living? They're not productive citizens. They fucking sit in their basement and write shit about people, you know? Keyboard warriors. They're keyboard warriors. I don't even call them warriors. I mean, yeah. reserved for people. That's, give, that's giving them some a little bit. They're, they're stupid sons of bitches. Okay. So, you know, there's consequence to your actions. There's consequence to your words. So you can't go and make a hobby out of making fun of me, my political beliefs, my family, the people I love, the people around me, my friends, our movement, and not think that when I see you in person, there's not going to be a consequence. I'm going to say, I'm going to at least say something to you, right? So when I was a kid, when I was growing up, if you want to talk shit to somebody, you did it to their face. You did it in person. Yes. Right? Always. You couldn't just like <clears throat> type something and then run away and then go hide in your mom's basement. Send them a text. No, it's like, like, no. A, it's you like a... You had to face that person. Ben's been to Russia, and didn't you say that's kind of how they deal with stuff there? 
Yeah, it was uh, you know? when I was talking to the translator. There was a uh, two guys. <laughs> they were Russians. They were drunk um, outside on the street, right? And pickle uh, and vodka. I absolutely. And uh, I asked the guy. I said, "Is anybody going to do anything about that?" Of course, I, at this point, I'm 16. I fucking know nothing. Yeah. And uh, he goes, "No, no, no. Just let him go." He goes, "Now, if you see one trying to kill the other guy, then sure. you know maybe go stop it then." Um, and I was like. When when would like what what does it hap- what happens in that because they aren't yelling at each other no. they're not arguing they're just throwing punches handling and, uh, a disagreement and <laughs> fucking pissed so the problem well I asked him I said what is that is that normal he goes yeah he goes so here's the thing if you see a guy and he's mishandling his lady he goes one of two things happen you either let it go because you think that he might be in the right or two you walk up you tap him on the shoulder and then you punch him in the mouth one of two things will happen either he'll fight back. Or he'll go, you know what? I deserve that. And he'll walk away. He goes, there's no words. He goes, there's no shoulder bumping like in the movies and talking shit to each other. He goes, if somebody is doing something wrong, you punch them and either they will disagree with you and fight you back or they will go, you know what? Fair enough. And they'll walk away. And I'm all that is brilliant. I've never felt bad. I've never lost sleep at night over stand up for myself or for other people. Ever. And you shouldn't. Ever. You shouldn't. But they, they, they want to make it this way, right? This is society today. So uh, the, the the great pleasure of my life, besides being a father and a husband, was to be an officer in the Marine Corps. Okay? And I learned early on that your actions have consequences. Your actions affect other people. Your actions can either lead to people living or people dying. I mean, it's really that serious, you know, in, in that line of work. And I'll never forget I went to OCS, Officer Candidate School in Quantico, Virginia, in 2003. And we were all in a classroom. There was about 40 of us sitting in a classroom. And our instructor, our, our platoon commander, Lieutenant Robert McClellan, walks in. And he says, hey, first question he asks is, how many of you guys have ever been in a fistfight? This is 2003, okay? 17 years ago. 18 years ago. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> right? How many of you guys have ever been in a fistfight? Two of us raised our hand. Two of us. Two people. In the Marine Corps. Okay, and removed 40 people who had been in a fist fight. Had ever tasted their own blood. I assume I, that was you and one other. And that was me and one other. <laughs> he looked at us and he said, You guys are going to be all right. The rest of you guys better figure out where the fuck you are. You know? Oh, shit. But, but that, and, and I take things to heart because I'm very philosophical in my thinking, you know? And I like to think that I think beyond, you know, sure. what we see in here. You know, I, I think beyond, I think a little bit deeper than most people. But that meant something to me because I said, You know what? Most people have never had the opportunity to stand up for themselves. It wasn't because these guys were pussies. It wasn't because they were scared. It wasn't because they weren't willing to fight. It's because it had never been afforded the real opportunity to stand up for themselves. Because from the time they were raised as kids, they were told, oh, no, you have to use your words. You can't fight. It's bad. I think the best fucking thing for America would be to let these kids fight it out on the schoolyard. Not kill each other. Not use knives. Not hurt each other beyond repair. But you know what? Let them realize that shit gets real mm-hmm. really fast. In real life. In real yeah. life. So if I'm going to say something to somebody, if I'm going to bully somebody, I expect that bully to punch me in the mouth, and then there's going to be a fight. And if you lose that fight, you lose that fight. Who cares? You win, you lose, but at the end of the day, everybody wins because you understand what is the most real thing, which is some level of, of physical violence. Well, and, and if you lose, you kind of learn, oh, maybe I shouldn't treat that person that way or not say this fucking thing. I'm going to tell one more know. story. I'm full of stories. I'm going to tell oh, one more. I hope it. we have time Keep for it. this. Oh, always. I, I, We're not I, on a time I was limit. 15, maybe 16 years old, you know, and across from Santa Rosa High School, there's a McDonald's there, okay? So after school, a group of my friends and I, we'd gone over to McDonald's across the street, 
And, you know, I thought I was cute and funny. I'm sitting with my friends and we're, we're talking, we're being loud and obnoxious like, like kids do, you know. And there was a, a man sitting on the other side of the dining room. So McDonald's, you know, you go and you order at the counter, but then there's, there's like a railing and then there's, you know, where people sit and eat, you know. There's a guy, and at that, the guy was probably 21, 22, 23 years old maybe. But to me, he was an old man, right? I mean, when you're 15, everybody's old to you, you know. Yeah, for sure. And he was kind of looking at us because we're being obnoxious. And he says, he kind of looked at me and I said, what are you looking at? You want me to go over there and take your food from you? You know? I thought I was being funny from, from my friends, like being this, this tough kid, you know? <laughs> oh, shit. So the guy says, I want to come over here and say it to my face. And I did. You know, I'll give myself credit. I went over there. And I was like, what are you going to do about it? Well, the guy took, grabbed me by the back of the head and slammed my forehead, slammed my head into this railing, split the top of my head open. Okay? Oh, shit. Split it open. Do you think I went home and told my mom or dad or called the cops or told anybody? Or made a meme on Facebook? I went to the bathroom, cleaned myself up, and I fucking left embarrassed as shit. Yep. Okay? But I learned a lesson at that point. And and if if I knew who that guy was... I would send him a Christmas card every year. Tell him, thank you for what you taught me that day. Girl, thank you for splitting my thank head you for, open. You're right, because thank you for teaching me a, a lesson. Because the next guy might have killed him. The next guy might have might have fucking pulled a knife on me or a gun because I was being such a little fucking asshole, right? But what a fantastic lesson to learn early on. And I got home, and my mom was like, what do you have a hat on? You know, I said, <laughs> well, don't worry about it, mom. You know, I kind of went home, went to bed, you know, cleaned myself off. And I think my mom knew I got my ass whipped because I probably mouthed off to somebody. But... <laughs> Had I told my mom, she would have put my ass twice. You know, it would have been, it would have been worse. We you learn to keep society, your mouth shut. We see? live in a society where parents <laughs> coddle their kids and they think their kids are always right. You know, they don't ever afford their kids to learn these tough lessons in life. You know, so people call me a bully. Oh, Carlos is a bully. He gives a speech. He's throwing violence. Oh, people say something to Carlos and he lashes back. You know, hey, listen, I don't know how not to lash back because there's consequences. So you know, every every action has an equal. Yes. And an opposite reaction, right? It, it's a you're law just sticking to the laws of physics. It's a law of physics, right? It's a law of physics. It's the way the universe and the world works. It's the way it goes like this. We, we've been created. <laughs> so you say something to me, and because maybe I'm more aggressive, I'm more assertive, I, I have a louder voice. You know, maybe my presence is is a little more alpha, whatever. And so I say it back to them, and all of a sudden I become the bad guy, I become the bully. So you can say whatever you want about me, but the second that I say something back, and maybe it stings a little bit worse, or it's a little bit you know, smarter or, or maybe a little bit even vindictive. Maybe a little you know, truer too. A little truer. Yeah. You, know, you, you become the bully. Well, I like what you said. You said people don't people don't like it when people say things in a like intense tone. And I'm like, yeah, that's because every time you disagree ever in society now, if you get a passionate, intense part of you that's like sure. no and you get yeah. into it, people are like I feel kind of scared and intimidated, and yeah. it's like you're a fucking pussy, dude. And, like, and, 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 and let's and this talk. Is, this is, let's an, this is out. an issue, right? This is an issue because we're raising men who biologically have a certain wiring. Okay, we have a certain wiring that I believe we were created to be able to protect ourselves and protect the people around us and our families mainly, right? So now you're telling men to go against biology. You're saying you have to be a pussy. You have to. You know, you have to use your words. No, you have be to be soft. very calm. You have to be very soft. You, you can't say things that are edgy or, or offensive to anybody. Okay? And I ask myself, you know, where does this lead? You know, where does this kind of mentality actually take us? It takes us to, to, to a mentality where everybody's easily offended. You know, 
uh, everybody's afraid and guilty for who they are, how they believe. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say anything, you know. So there's awkwardness now with people where people see each other in person. And they can't even interact like humans anymore because right. there's this wall, you know. There's this invisible wall of offensiveness, you know. There's an invisible wall, you know, where well, you don't want to say the wrong thing and I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings, you know. And I ask myself, what kind of men are these? You're a woman. You know, how do these women even want to breed with these men? You know, yeah. I, I don't understand. You want to make babies with this guy? Like, like how do you, how, how are you even, you know, marginally attracted to something like that? Because I think biologically a woman wants a man who's going to take care of her. And this isn't better or worse. This isn't that men are over women. Listen, if anybody is, is for equality, it's me, you know. But you cannot tell me that a modern day or historical woman wants to, be with a man who she feels unsafe with, who can't defend her. But this is the society we live in. We live in a society where, where we're forced to be very subdued and very, very polite, you know, whatnot. And this those is like, are the same guys that are wearing skinny jeans on the bottoms but sag their pants. <laughs> you're, you're right. And has, I don't even know has, how that works. Purpose, by the way, you know, that's, 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 I mean, I don't know if you know where that comes from. You know? Got to sag their pants because they're trying to give up their ass. To you know? So I, I don't even know what that easier. means. Easier, you know? yeah, it's easier. That, that's like jailhouse shit, you know. It is. Um, Give me your pocket. Right? Yeah, hold, hold my pocket for a day. You know, we'll see where it takes you. But you know, and, and yeah, so listen. We're coming out of the Trump era, right? And, and I, I love Trump. There's a time where I was like, oh, shit, maybe you shouldn't have said that. Oh, God, man, he, he needs a, he's a handler. But what we all loved about the guy is the fact that he said what was on his mind. And he, oh, yeah. and he never paused. He, he doubled down. You know, he doubled down on the things because he was convicted and he knew it was right. And, and by God, now, listen, in the first 100 days of the Biden presidency, we're seeing this country go 10 years backward. Right, gas prices are high. The, the, there's trouble in the Middle East again. You know, our jobs report was fucking horrible. You know, people are losing their jobs. That's what Democrats right? do. You know, well, the it, job thing is interesting though because there's plenty of jobs out there, but they're everyone's being paid to not work right now. So, what do you think dude, the incentive is to business, go work, dude? Like, I I can't and, I, and listen. I have a great staff. I'm so if they listen to this, they know that I love them. I I thank them. I care for them like my family. But it's so hard to get employees now. We're short staffed. And every business, every restaurant especially, is short staff right now. Why? Because these sons of bitches are getting paid to fucking stay home on the couch. You get paid more. I can't compete with that. I, I, I can't compete with what the government's paying them to be fucking lazy. Why? Because of COVID? Because you might get <laughs> sick? Because you might get the fucking flu? A 99.8% survival rate. And you want me to fucking change my life for that? Come on. Or go hungry and my family go hungry for fucking that. So right. we, we lean a little more conspiratorial every once in a while, you know? Just I'll depends on there. the topic. That'd be but interesting. This last year has been the fodder of conspiracy theories, obviously. And that's what it's it gets only, called. It's only conspiracy a theory theories. becomes truth. Well, it's, it, this whole year has been loosely, true. So. Right? <laughs> Most of it's just fucking true. No, it's just so I, I got a friend and he's a, he's a dear friend, one of my dearest friends. I consider the guy family, John Knight. And he won't care that I said his name because he's recently come out as part of our movement, you know? And Don and I have been friends for about 12 years, and I used to think he was crazy. But he, but he's my dear friend. I mean, this guy, I love him to death like family. But we're always like, oh, fucking crazy John. He always asks some kind of conspiracy theory and stuff, you know? He starts going off, and you're like, oh, here we go. I know, here we go. <laughs> I had a ride with a guy for 12 hours to Utah. We went to Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm riding with this guy in this fucking car, and I'm like, God damn, I gotta listen to this guy's stories. <laughs> the moon landing's fake, bro. But I'll be fucking goddamn if the guy wasn't right, you know? <laughs> yep. I, I'm serious. He was right. Everything he fucking said came true. I was like, God damn, John, 
you're crazy, but you're a genius. That's, you know? that's exactly how we felt yeah. last year when we started the podcast. Yes. He would always sit there and go off about these conspiracies. And I'm like, of course, especially when I was drinking, I'm like, uh, uh, it's an interesting story. And then when we started the podcast, especially at the volatile time, we didn't start it until this last September. We were in the fucking heat of shit. And all of a sudden, we started, uh, I started realizing that what they were saying was true. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, I'm like, he's, he's not just like spouting words anymore. Yeah. I was like, he's actually like, he's got legit content. <laughs> legit. legit. And uh, I was like, he's actually fucking right. This last year has split my brain open to conspiracies yeah. being right. Uh, as a result of a bunch of shit coming true that I never thought was going to come true. Well, yeah, so, like you said, it's only conspiracy until it comes so, so, true. Yeah. So what do people say? Let's bring this full circle now, right? This, I think this will be a pretty intelligent moment in our in our conversation. Bring full circle. What do people say about conspiracy theorists? They are crazy, crazy. They're that crazy. Is, yeah, and what I said earlier, crazy. I said I said earlier, right? If yeah. you want to discredit somebody, I say, oh, that motherfucker's crazy, right? You know, and and that that's a conversation stopper. That's like, oh, that motherfucker's racist because well, discredits them. Stopper. Right? It discredits it's like, everything coming that, out of their that's, mouth. That's that's the conversation stopper these days: crazy, racist, or Nazi. And it's just you can write them off because of that, or straight white male, or straight white male. You know, <laughs> and, and I think they call crazy. them white so, nationalists. So, so so they're saying that they're the most racist person. Right now, the guy that's leading this racist movement is a brown guy named Carlos Zapata. <laughs> Are you brown? You don't look that brown. Hey, hey, listen, I, you I, still I, can. I, yeah, I know. I, I, think my I just parents, thought you got a lot of sun. No, I, think, <laughs> I know I did. I thank my parents so much because my mom told me when I was a kid. She said, you know what? Because your name is Carlos Zapata, you know, and the color of your skin, you might get treated different. But don't you ever fucking use that as an excuse for anything. See, you are getting treated different, but no. not because of your I've skin. Never Nobody once teaches in that my life. I've never once in my life fucking life in my 42 years thought somebody treated me right and i've been told shit like go back where you came from i've been called a fucking beaner a fucking this and that and you know what i've never once thought i'm being treated differently because i'm racist no we tease each other you know that's life that's life and 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 what lessons i learned in life because maybe i had an obstacle i don't even call it an obstacle i mean shit God damn it. I've never used this shit, but, you know, I, I could have gone into college, you know, for being Carlos Zapata, the brown guy, you know, what? and I could have used that, you know, could have used that jobs, you know, but I'll tell you what, I never wanted to use that as an excuse. I wanted to pick myself up from my bootstraps, and I always thought that what a great American story would be that a son of immigrants who did not have a whole lot given to them was able to make a living, not only make a living, but but succeed and, and get ahead. Yeah. You, know? you probably had actually more of a drive to do that be, because of that. Because of that stereotype in your head, you know? That I was about to say that. People that get handed it, they don't have that drive. The no. world's divided into two kinds of people, winners and losers. Let's face it. It's not black, white. It's not, you know, uh, what you do for a living. It's not educated, not educated. No, fuck all that. It's you're, you're a winner or you're a loser. You have a winner mindset where you will win at any cost or you're a fucking loser and you're quite content going to bed at night knowing that you lost. And I'm not. You know, so when I go to bed at night, I'm thinking about what can That's I do so better toxic, though. What can I do better tomorrow? Right? How can I be better tomorrow? How can I be a better? How can I be a better husband? How can I be a better father? A more loving person? A person that loves people better? Uh, you know, how can I be more spiritual? How can I be more in tune and self-aware? How can I be more successful in life? These are the things that I think about as I close my eyes at night. You know, and, and go to bed. I never once think, God, poor me, I'm a victim. Oh God, these people hate me. Fucking Donnie Chamberlain wrote an article about me. Nathan Blaze said this. Imitated me. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> like, I don't look people like, oh, I'm sorry you have to go through that. I'm like, I'm not. 
Why are you sorry? I'm not fucking sorry, dude. I fucking thrive on this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Either you're Feed a fucking me. winner or you're a loser. They're losers. What the fuck can, do they have in life? You know? Seriously, what do they have? A lot of time you know? on their hands, apparently. Yeah. That's what people are raising now, though. So that's... Sorry, yeah, but that's that's how people are raising their children. So yeah. you were talking about how people are raising their kids. The lesson that you talked about when you were a teenager. Can you imagine a teenager right now? One of the 16-year-olds right now. Yeah. Anderson High School goes to a, a fucking Burger King and teases someone. And they fucking smash their head. That would be all over the news. It'd be that over the kid, news. That person would be in prison. The parents would be, be in jail crying. Te- yeah. Crocodile tears in front of a fucking microphone oh, with a lawyer. He'd be like, oh, he hit me. I can't God believe damn. it. And he would baby. cry about it. And he would go to bed thinking, you know, that man was awful. I can't believe he did that. Instead I of, I'm going to be better. I'm glad that my grandfather's not alive to see this bullshit. If my grandfather was alive today, he'd fucking shoot himself. I mean, I, I think I, my grandparents I, I probably would too. I'm so glad. You know, and, and I miss him to death. He's, he's a great man. But I'll tell you that he was a man. You know, and he would roll over in his grave right now if he could see what the fuck was going on in society. You know? Oh, yeah. Because people are so goddamn weak. They're weak, you know, and they don't stand up for themselves. And even worse, they don't stand up for their people around them. You know, we're living in a society that's falling apart at the seams. You know, we don't even know who we are anymore. We don't know whether we're boys or girls. We don't know what's up or down, left or right. We don't know what's right and wrong anymore. You know, we're falling apart at the seams. The integrity of our fabric is being compromised every single fucking day. And people are willing to stand by and be like, oh, that's great. Everyone, every, you know, little Johnny, you're okay. You know, you know, you little Johnny, you suck at soccer, but we're still going to give you a fucking trophy. Little Johnny, you yeah. fucking suck. Go find another sport to play. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. This is the way life should be. We've got to be brutally honest with people. Hey, you know what? Fuck, dude. I mean, there's things I suck at. You know what I do? I don't do those things. <laughs> you know? I let somebody else fucking do them because I suck at them. And I'm willing to say I fucking suck at some things. Well, so, and you if know? you do suck at it, you don't want to go try and be given a participation trophy. You either want to be given nothing no, because you still suck. No, make me suck. the fucking loser with a dunce cap in the corner. And guess what? Tomorrow, I won't be the dunce anymore. And when be I get else. better at it, and when I get better, better at it and deserve it, yes. then I'll get my yes. fucking trophy. Or work your ass off. Little Johnny, go find something else to do or be willing to put in the fucking hard work to be a winner. Because losers can become winners. Winners can't become losers. If you're a winner, you're a fucking winner. You have you to know? be able to learn that lesson, though. You have to try. I said that to my daughter, so I'm to tell a really quick story about my daughter. Because I raised her, I raised her to stand up for other people when she was really little. She was like yeah. two, yeah. so I sent her to daycare, and she, she, I came back to a, a notice, and it was like child A hit child B, and I was like, oh no, my poor kid, and they're like, no, your child is child A. I was like, oh, oh, gee, okay, what happened? So would you rather my kid have been a loser? And so what happened, they said, well, a little boy was playing with the train, and another little boy came over and took the train, and your little girl, child A, took the train out of the boy's hand that had taken the train from the other little boy, hit him in the face with it. I was going to say, hopefully she beat him with it. She hit him in the face with it, and then gave it back to the other kid who had it in the first place. And I go, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to buy you ice cream tomorrow. I was like, hell yeah, that's... That's really yeah. cool, right? And they were like, no, that's not, no, hitting's not allowed. And I was like, but she, it's kind of like Robin Hood. She was like taking it and get, no, okay, not, okay, not allowed, okay. Yeah. I guess no hitting, but. Uh. <laughs> no, so, so, so let me tell you something. So there was a study that was done. Dan Pena is one of my heroes. Okay, look up Dan Pena. When people look up Dan Pena, they go, oh, fuck, that's where Carl Sapata gets his craziness from. No, <laughs> Dan Pena is a multi-billionaire at this point. You know, the, the guy's. Wildly successful. And listen, I don't judge success by my money. I judge success by fulfillment. How fulfilled are you? 
are you where you want to be in life? Maybe you're a person that's quite content making minimum wage and you're so fulfilled, you're the most loving person and man, your life is just so happy. You have all the time in the world. Right? I know a lot of people like right? that. And, Poor and shit. God the bless best them. people ever. Okay? Yep. God bless them. You know, Dan Payne is not one of those people. <laughs> you know, he's very, very aggressive, very alpha male, you know, and, and he's a business coach and I listen to a lot of the stuff that he says. Well, he says, hey, I did a study where, you know, I interviewed X amount of people and I said, what would you do if somebody spit in your mother's face? Or maybe, maybe it was your girlfriend's face. Either way. Your girlfriend, your mother, your wife, whatever, right? Spit in her face. What would you do? And the answers ranged everywhere from, well, I would have to ascertain what kind of day he was having to, well, you know, maybe he was just going through some shit in his life, you know, where he was just having a bad day, you know? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus. Somebody spits in my mother's face. I'm going to fucking prison, you know? <laughs> But, you know, and he says, he says, if I'm not going to kill him, I'd find somebody with a fucking pipe to kill him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and and he even says, you know, I say, look, not everybody has to, to come to, to this extreme thought, but we can't be all the way over here on this side where people are going to say, hey, I have to ascertain what kind of fucking day the guy was having when he spit in my mom's face, right? <laughs> but, but, but you can tell him what kind of day he's so, about to so have. So Donnie Chamberlain's of the world, the Nathan Blazes of the world, these fucking losers of the world, they want you to just kind of understand that maybe they're having a bad day. And listen, that's not the way the world works. <laughs> well, I, I guarantee you that uh, uh, any of these people you're talking about, which for the listeners, th these are local people that just have it out for Carlos. But uh, these people are not ascertaining what kind of day Carlos is having no. when they write their hit pieces or when they make false police reports, allegedly, in my opinion. And they also aren't having bad days. They're not like, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to be mean the to Carlos lives, today. Those lives like, are so simple that there's no, there's no such thing as a good day and there's no such thing as a bad day. Their lives just suck. You know, <laughs> they're never going to be more than what they are right now. And I would hope that in life, every one of us at this table is going to be better tomorrow. And a year from now, we'll be doing a little bit better. And, and, and five years from now, we're going to be in a better situation, you know. And this is the way that the American dream works. So these people are quite content being right where they're at in a bad way. Not content as in they're fulfilled. Content as in they're going to be a pain in everybody's fucking ass, you know, because it's all they have. They don't actually go. I don't know. I think that might be their fulfillment. Is being a pain. Uh, well, in the that, fucking that's, dick that's mental. And at that point, we have to argue whether they're mentally different. Ill or not, fulfillment, you know? <laughs> right? I mean, we <laughs> yeah, really do. If absolutely. that fulfills absolutely. you, then I mean, if, if I and they're the bullies, right? I mean, that's I, I don't sit there and write yeah. things about them and try to bully them. No, listen, I simply say, you want to write that about me? Come say it to my face. I so for a while, <laughs> I, I had this thing on social media for a while. I said, hey, all these things that you guys are writing about me, my, my 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 retort, my response to them, I always replied. I will give you $1,000 to come say it to my face. Oh, you're a bully. Why am I the bully? I'm just asking you to say it to my face. I'm going to you know? pay you. Why? Because they know there's a consequence. They know deep down in their heart, instinctually, they know that there's a consequence. In the real world, there's a consequence to those things. Yeah. But on the phone, on their screen, on their laptop, they can say whatever they want, expecting no consequence for it. And that's a fucking problem because now we live in a society that doesn't understand consequence. And isn't that what life's about? Listen, I've made good decisions in my life that I've been wildly, you know, and, and blessedly uh, rewarded for. And I've made decisions in my life that, that I've been punished for. And that's how it should be. I would never ask the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, the world, to reward me for my bad decisions, for my bad choices. 
but we live in this world today where we want to reward people for their bad choices. That, that is a, a huge problem. Is the uh, I mean, we can talk about victim culture all day, but that's a different show. But it's the not a uh, show, I think it's a great. I think it's a great show. But the the victim culture thing drives me absolutely insane because it's it's one of these things where something bad happens and someone goes, "Oh, something bad happened." So I'm a victim, and it must be somebody else's fault. And I, therefore, I, I get free stuff. I see a lot of, especially kids these days, doing that same exact yeah. thing, where it's anything bad happens is automatically somebody else's fault. It, there's yeah. no thought stream of like, what happened? What did I do to get to this place Thank that you. this is happening to me right now? No, it's just it's your fault. It's you know, yeah. Well, we it's have not to me. teach our kids to be better because they're learning it in school. So like, teachers are teaching them these things. So. Sorry, but no, uh, my daughter would come home. And she I, has I, I come home from school. I use the teachers loosely, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, some of them are shit. great. She had she had a couple teachers where she'd say, this teacher is really mean, but I like her. And then she'd be like, she kind of reminds me of you. Meanwhile, the teacher's like 100. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And the, the, I'm like, that, that restores a little bit of my faith. That's good. I was just like, oh, cool. She's like me. But she's like, no, I like her. She's sarcastic. And she is kind of mean, but only to people who are super rude to her and don't respect her and just are playing on their phones all day. And That's I'm like, called being what you should be. And I was be. like, yeah. So she <laughs> she will it. she'll point out, well, so and so was so rude what to the teacher today. It's every school she's ever been to. It's that's, like her whole life. That's amazing. Any t- any teacher I'm she's had, but she went to Evergreen and Cotton. Today is our teachers even. You can't you can't fire a teacher. A teacher could damn near commit a crime, which they do, and you can't fire a fucking teacher nowadays. You know. Well, I think Joe hit it on the head. I think the the in my opinion, the best way to sum it up is that victim culture itself takes away accountability the second that you start Isn't that blam- a strong word accountability i love that word i love that word i love I, I love that word because it it puts everything on you and there's a certain freedom about that mm-hmm. where you're like yeah you're right i did fuck up own it i yeah. come i yeah i i went to the bar last night i got shit faced hammered and i woke up in jail well that's my fault now, my, does, my, it, my, it feels my so son. much better like if people were to learn that that actually feels better it for yourself to so, be like oh my god i was fucked up i did something terrible this, I totally deserve this, like, right now. I Dude, totally deserve stops, this. Okay, so obviously you've heard the phrase, it stops the buck there. The buck stops here. Yeah. Like, the second that you wake up and you go, damn it, I fucked up last night, it's not like you feel good about your actions that... That but you're you able to, to own it and fix yeah. it. But you you woke I up going. I can't fix my problems if I don't own them. Hmm. How am I going to get back and actually ahead of the thing that I just did that was fucked up? Well, I fucked it up, so let's fix that. Yeah. There you go. Like, and then move yeah. forward. That's it. I, I, I don't buy the victim bullshit. Not Me in America. I, I really don't. I mean, I, I was raised, thank God, every single day in the most loving, supportive family. I mean, I, I was raised in a family that was so loving, so supportive, so encouraging of my dreams. Okay? But we didn't have much growing up. There was times where we had plenty, and there was times where we had nothing. I mean, I remember being a kid and having our power turned off, you know, because our parents couldn't pay the, the, the light bill, you know, the electrical bill. And I never once thought, ah, shit, I'm less of a person or my chances at life are are, are just a little bit more difficult or I'm not going to make it to where I want to because I wasn't raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. No, fuck that, dude. I was so encouraged. I was like, dude, I can do better. And when I grow up, I'm going to do better than this. You know, I'm going to make myself the king of, of, of my castle, the king of my jungle. Why? Because I'm accountable for my own actions. And I am not my parents. I'm not my grandparents. I'm not. You know, uh, 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 a product of the people around me. I'm a product of whoever I believe I'm in my mind, right? And this is powerful because we can all be better. 
than our parents. We can all be better than, than the influences around us. Right? We're only influenced if we allow ourselves to be influenced. And people don't like this. People want to say, oh, no, no, listen, Carlos, you know, you're, you're an Hispanic male, you know, you're raised in a home that, that, that wasn't, you know, ideal for you to grow up and be a successful businessman. You were never taught about business. You were never taught about, you know, how, how to make money, how to, you know, all these, you know, bullshit. You know what I was giving? I was giving love. I was giving support. And that was enough. And I knew if I had those two things, love and support, okay, that I could get anywhere in life, you know. And this is what we need to give our children. We need to teach our children that we love you, we support you, but you're going to be accountable for every action, for every every thought, every single thought that you have in your mind. Every, you know, solitary thought that you have is going to become something in life. Oh, okay? yeah. And I know this is getting deep here, okay. No, no, no. But we need to go deep, But we need to teach our kids this, yeah. okay. How do you think? How do you see when you approach a problem? How do you see it? How do you approach it? What's your perspective, mm -hmm. right? What is your worldview in how to approach this problem? Are you going to see yourself as a victim? Or are you going to see yourself as a protagonist, somebody that, that somebody that can overcome an obstacle, a problem, an issue? Okay, and somebody that can solve these things. Somebody that can be practical and pragmatic and, and use a lot of common sense to overcome these things. That's always how I saw myself. I always thought that I was better, and that's not a bad thing. Oh, no. Carlos, you're, you're, you're egotistical. Oh, Carlos, you know, you know, you think you're better than everybody. No, well, yeah, I do. I do think I'm better than everybody. Okay, I, I do. In my own mind. But I hope you think the same. Okay? I don't think that I'm better than everybody in this solitary vacuum. I believe I'm better than everybody hoping that everybody else thinks the same because I love competition. I, I, competition. And, and, and I want you to think you're better than me. I, I, and I hope that you go to bed at night thinking, how can I be better than myself? And how can I be better than Carlos tomorrow? Yeah, because no, that, makes, hope, that makes the world better. I, I hope they think they're better than me, and God damn it, I hope they say it to my face. The way that, you, the way that you grew up, though, reminds me of that uh, that saying that says, uh, hard times make strong men, strong men make uh, easy times, easy times make weak men. And we have such weak men today. You know, I, 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 I'm appalled. I said this a long time ago, that in 20 years, we will not be able to tell the difference between a man and a woman. They're going to look the same. Because that's what society wants, right? We want this, that's where we're going. Like, like, like this equity, this equality that we're after, we think we're after. Jesus, Carlos, you sound like such a conspiracy theorist. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, maybe. You fit we'll, right we'll, in. We'll find out 20 years Guess if what? I'm right or not, right? Fuck. Like you found out, you're probably you know, going to be right. Shit, I keep drinking whiskey. <laughs> I'm going to live to see it. But oh, shit. No. Uh, but, but, but here's the deal. Is that, you know, when I have to look at myself at the end of the day in the mirror, I'm only accountable to myself. I don't look in a mirror at the end of the night and think, oh, what did Joe do to me? You know, how did he change my life? Oh, how did he change the course of, uh, of, of my, my track? No. I think, you know what? I was so blessed to meet people of different walks of life, people who influenced me either positively, negatively, people who either made my life better, made my life worse. But at the end of the day, the only man in the mirror is myself. Okay, and sometimes my wife, if she's, if she's brushing her teeth next to me, you know, but, but 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 she's a supporter. I mean, my wife is such a strong woman, you know. But we need to teach our women to be strong. We talk about males and you know the, 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 this assertive, aggressive posture, you know, that gets things done. But let me tell you that women are just as powerful, you know, if we allow them to be, if we let them be, you know. But when you try to create this equity, the, 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 this equality, it's not really equality. All you're trying to do is make everybody the same. It's taking away our competitive nature. It's taking away away our our instinct that tells us that we can be better than the next person. 
And this is why we have a lazy society. We have a society full of people that go on social media and they can completely try to derail somebody's life by creating lies about them, by, by saying things about them, by trying to degrade them or, or discredit them, right? Where I'm never trying to discredit anybody. I'm simply trying to make my point as intellectually as I can, you know, to, to say, hey, yeah. you know what? I stand on my own two feet. And you have to do the same thing for yourself. Well, that, that whole equality, equality, I can't even talk. Oh, here's the one time in the podcast when I can't talk. Yeah. The equality thing uh, is another thing that drives me nuts because it's taken away uh, individuality from everybody. And it's, you know, you know how much easier it is to get groupthink with people that don't feel oh, individual? They're oh, way easier to control if everybody's the same and thinks the same. Yeah, it's a hive mind. My, my grandmother, she's still alive. God bless her heart. Yeah. Most wonderful woman in the world, right? You have to think that about your grandmother. You have to think she's the most wonderful woman in the world, right? And she is. I love your grandma. And, and, and my grandmother says, you know, because I was complaining one day about these people and ah, these people think this and that. And she goes, Carl, she goes, what fun would it be? She used the word fun. What fun would it be if everybody was all the same? If we were all the same? You know, I said, that's genius, right? What wisdom from a grandmother to say, what fun would it be if we were all the same? And it wouldn't be any fun. We should be individuals and explore our own creativity, our own, you know, paths to life our own journeys if you want i hate that word I mean, I that's kind of the definition of journey, being human yeah. it's a journey right? it's not destination man it's a journey bullshit it's a fucking destination <laughs> if your journey leads you to the fucking be honest never ending journey never gets anywhere then fuck you you're you're a loser okay? <laughs> right but 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 you know you have to let people explore their own lives right just like we can't tell our own children what to be when they grow up they choose what to be based on the things that we give them the virtues the characters the characteristics that we instill into them when they're young, right? But we yeah. can't tell them to go be a doctor or a lawyer, go be this, fuck that, you know? Go follow your dreams, do what you want, be a good person, love people, be respected, respect yourself, you know? And make a difference as well. And, and just leave the world better than you found it, right? It's, it's the, that's the, that isn't it's that, simple. Isn't yeah. that the age old thing? Always leave things better than you found it? Man, if I stay at like, somebody's house, dude, I'm and, and and they didn't make the bed right, I'm making the bed right. Oh, <laughs> I'm know, the same I, I, way. I'm I totally pillows, get it. <laughs> I, I put flowers on the fucking nightstand. You know, like I, I want to leave here. it better. You know, because <laughs> you know, it costs us nothing in life to leave things better. It costs us nothing. It costs you nothing to teach your kids to be polite, to have manners, mm-hmm. you know, to be courteous. These things cost nothing. You know, these things are irrespective of the way you were brought up, how much money you have, what you do for a living, what your name is, what color you are, right? What matters is that we teach our kids these things, how to be polite, how to say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, thank you, please. You know, I'm sorry what I've done wrong, you know? And imagine if everybody just lived by by the simple rules in life, you know? It'd be a lot better world. I think it's really positive. So just listening to you talk, you're so positive. So to hear, I've definitely checked out all of the negative <laughs> let's talk about it let's, let's, let's get to the comments and bullshit so i i, I looked at it because i was it. like "Ooh, let's up. see this but listening to you talk you are literally one of the most positive people i have very similar virtues I, I, I as you where i love that, that. And, and i always say i love my, it my you're wife so says, positive these people that talk shit about you and they you know pigeonhole you to be a certain person and they, and they want to paint a picture of you they don't know you you know the people that talk badly about me on social media, which seems to be the platform now, excuse me, for our information, have never once said, hey, I'm going to go sit down with Carlos for an hour, have a cup of coffee or a beer or, or whiskey, and, 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 and talk and listen to who he actually is, because I'm not who I'm 
painted to be. No, I'm, I'm not a very complex at all. Person, I'm, well, I'm, I'm we actually liked everything. This. Everything that you're doing, we yeah. totally support. We never thought anything negative at all. Just but to just to say, I am aggressive as fuck. N- I'm not gonna let people fuck with me. You know, that's and not I will negative. Say what's on my mind, and people don't like that. No, that's but that's not, not a negative thing, thing at all. I heard, I heard a saying a long time ago, and you know, I don't know what. And to me, it doesn't matter who, what the beliefs are in God or whatever. But I heard this uh, a long time ago. Was I heard, you know, when you start hitting a lot of opposition that you're exactly where you're supposed to be let me because tell you something about myself every time that you are starting to do right people don't want that kind of stand out that 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 forces them to think about their own beliefs sure. or forces them to think about an idea outside, outside of themselves in their comfort yeah. zone and as soon as you start facing that opposition <laughs> that's when you go huh i'm doing something right no, people so, so, don't like me uh, let me tell you something about myself and this is like self-admitted <laughs> if you talk to 10 people and you say, hey, what do you think about Carlos Zapata? Nobody's going to be like, oh, he's all right. <laughs> it's one of the other. Like, 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 like seven or eight people going to be like, that's a good motherfucker. I'd go to war with that guy, you know? Two or three people are going to be like, fuck that motherfucker. Okay? <laughs> There's not going to be any in between. Nobody's going to be like, ah, oh, he's okay. I, right? I know which two or three of those right? people. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're you know what I'm saying? And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm totally fine yeah. with that. I don't want everybody to like me, you know? Um, and I don't care if everybody likes me because... I'm convicted in my own convictions and my own beliefs and my own opinions about things and my experiences in the world have led me to believe certain things about the world that that lead me to say things that come out of my mouth, you know, and you're not going to change that about me, you know, you're not going to soften it, you're not going to, you know, make me say things in a way that's more palatable for your sensitive little fucking emotion, you know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry your mom didn't play with you when you were a kid, I'm sorry your, your, dad, dad, your, your, dad, your dad wasn't home for you, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I mean, I, I'd love to hear, you know, what, what, I'm going to talk about, I'm probably giving Nathan Blaze too much credit, but he's kind of like the topic of the hour, and we'll get to that, you know. I'd love to hear the way that his father raised him. I mean, I, literally, I'd like to have a conversation with him. Hey, how did your dad raise you? He'd probably say, well, fuck, my dad wasn't around. Well, no shit. That's why you're a piece of shit, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, you your would think. Your fucking father wasn't around, and your mother wasn't tough enough to fill both roles, and guess what? You were left to your own devices, and that's what created, and I'm talking about Nathan not even left to his own in, in, in a real general way where he represents a portion of society that would rather cling to victimhood than an accountable man. Thank you. He's the perfect archetype for exactly that. And we we were trying to Jen doesn't know who he this dude I is. Um, I only know him from his his yeah, meme page, which to his <laughs> he's cre- a meme. He's a walking meme. No, to his credit, his meme page about Reading was fucking fantastic. Yeah. And then I started noticing that he started picking on people, and I looked into it a little bit more. I'm like, he's just being a douche to these people. Like, what is going on? A bully, and maybe then this la- who a bully? <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah. And but I, I noticed he was a keyboard warrior or. You know, a keyboard person. I'm not going to say warrior. That's fine. But he, uh, after I started seeing this, I'm like, oh, he's actually kind of a douche. Like, I don't care what these people did. He's, like, backhanding them from behind a keyboard, and then he wonders why he gets his ass beat when he goes out on the town. No, he doesn't wonder it. He looks for it. He does these things so to he can play the victim reaction yeah. so that there's when certain, he gets that reaction. There's a certain allure to martyrdom, right? There's a certain allure to as soon as, as soon as he As soon yeah. as he gets the reaction that he knows he's going to get, he immediately backpedals up and it's like, wow, bro, you can't Do you take a joke. Defund the police. Let me call you the cops. You can't take a joke. It was just a joke, man. Um, really quick, we're going to take five. Um, I have something queued up. We're going to ask you. It actually has to do with this. Perfect. Um, and then we'll come back. Look forward All right. To it. Taking five. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Hey. I've been here. 
All right, so we took our uh, pee break, and uh, we're going to come back, and now we're going to get into some uh, of the more controversial uh, parts of this, not as if none of it hasn't already been controversial, but um, he has mentioned several times Donnie Chamberlain, and uh, she runs a page called A News Cafe, and prior to setting up the meeting with Carlos, we had heard about this um, situation. Altercation. And, uh, this altercation. Uh, and uh, we I found this online the very next day. It got sent to me. And so I read it. And I read it to Joe and Jen. And it was uh, shortly after that that we uh, scheduled Carlos in. So what I'm going to do is... I'm, I know that you've already obviously read it. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to hit a few bullet points. Sure. And I, I, I want to hear your response to it. Let's do it. Okay. So... First of all, the way that she writes it is with all of these adjectives and adverbs that really just describe you as, in my opinion, kind of like the horned guy from Beauty and the Beast that they just did in the live action yeah. film, right? Sure, sure. Like roaring and everything. Yeah. Um, villainized people. Very, very much villainized people. And I'm sorry, but that picture they got of you, you kind of look like a dickhead. Which one? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. What an asshole. They always choose That's the most flattering picture. Get asshole. my good side. Come on. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, she starts it off with uh, the former Marine uh, whose blistering speech uh, before the Shasta County Board of Supervisors That's went viral. That's a compliment. And then, of course, literally outright, she uses it in this context, but you know where she was going with it. On that day, a monstrous star was born. He gained thousands of fans and followers literally overnight. It's been almost nine months since I wrote about Carlos Zapata, the, be the belligerent bully. Carlos Zapata, who threatens those who disagree with him, and Carlos Zapata, who predicted blood in the streets and bragged of his supported brotherhood of militia patriots, thousands of them at the ready at his beck and call. What an and asshole. then she puts a fucking quote that says, we know where you live, we know who your family is, we know your dog's name. Yep. Can I get a little bit of fucking context, context on Absolutely. that shit? Yeah, and, and, and that's like the quote that like, I don't want to want to take that back because I, I, I meant that right, <laughs> but yeah. but, but that. that that's like the most misquoted quote. If you I'm know. sure. So that was in response because we were all myself, Woody Clendenin, and the Jesse Lane and other people in, in our Patriot movement have been receiving threats from people, you know, and we've been they're like, oh, we know where you live, blah blah. We get private messages of people, you know, threatening us, and so that was in response to that. And I said, look. You're spying on us, you know. I mean, I can't fucking go to the bathroom without Donnie Chamberlain writing about it, right? I mean, she must have somebody like literally living outside my windows, watching <laughs> me, right? So, so this was just like a response that saying, "Hey, if you don't think that we know as much about you as you claim to know about us, you're wrong." And 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 why wouldn't that be tit for tat? Why wouldn't that be acceptable, right? So you can make threats about me. You people on your side can can call my restaurant, my bar, harass my bartenders, and harass me and threaten me. But the second that we do our due diligence, we say, look, you want to mess with us, we're going to mess with you. We're a lot smarter, we're a lot braver, a lot more <laughs> courageous, and we feel like we're in the right. So if you want to play this game, too, you can play this game. So let me and see if I get I this right. This. That quote was virtually you taking something that somebody had said to you Correct. and saying, well, we know the same stuff. So if you want to do this, we can do this. I literally had people, and we live out in the country. I mean, we have a long driveway where, where if you're coming up my driveway, you're not going there on accident. Like, like, like you know what I mean? Like, like you're there because, around. yeah, you know what I mean? It's not like, like oh, I took the wrong turn. And is it one of those ones it's where it's like you can see who it is way far away Absolutely, and go, right? And we got people I, coming in and coming out. We have people coming in and coming <laughs> out, you know? So they're watching us. They're watching everything we're doing. They're, I have people... 
you know, following my Facebook page and screenshotting everything I say. And I'm like, look, if you don't think that we're watching YouTube, you're wrong, you know. And isn't this the way the world should work? I would never expect my kids to lay down for anybody. I would never expect somebody to be gathering intelligence about my kids and whatever and them not do their due diligence in, in response to that. And that's all that was, you know. It wasn't a threat. It was like, hey, look, we're coming after. We're going to cut your dog's fucking head off, you know. <laughs> if, if you say this about me or I'm going to go, you know. No, it wasn't. That was like, like, look, dude, you watch us, we're watching you. Who cares? Who fucking Everybody's cares? watching everybody these days. You know. Um, okay, so she, she she leads she leads with that. There's you know a gap in her thing, and then she goes, "How many screenshots have we published on this site?" Well, that's a great question, Donnie. Uh, of Zapata's calls for violence, of his threats, taunts, misogyny, toxic ma masculinity, and evidence of and here's the crazy part: dubious mental stability. <laughs> right. Wow. So my thing is this: what? calling you crazy. There you go. Hey, there you go. Obviously, obviously, you know that that slant is going to be taken. You know, you've already explained the uh, aggressiveness and how nobody can fucking take that anymore. Um, misogyny. Where in the world would that one have come from? I have no idea because I raised my daughters to be strong, powerful women. My wife is well respected in our home. She is the head of the the, the, the fucking castle. I hate to say, it. I hate to even admit that, but you know, <laughs> like. You know, women are beautiful, they're strong, and let's face it, women run our lives, they run the world. So to say that I'm a misogynist, no, I just don't put up with this bullshit where women can say whatever they want and men can't retort. You know, right. should a man respect a woman? Yes. Should a man ever put his hands on a woman? Fuck no. Never. Okay? So this idea that I think less of women comes, I think, from a perspective, a liberal perspective on their part, where... I think that we have roles as men and women. You know, we have roles, and we should have roles. We're biologically different. I mean, if we weren't, I mean, God see, would... there's going to be people that take issue with that statement. I was just about to say that. That's fine. By okay. itself, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, the, the fact that you are, and this is this goes back to everybody. You know, what we were talking sure. about. They want everybody to be the same, where you can't tell the difference we're not. between guys and girls. I can't do the shit my wife does. No, <laughs> that's know? that's what She's I've always way said. smarter than I am. You know, I'm like, dude, I, I could like, never, I could never, I could never yeah. do that. Like, I am, I'm proud of them for being able to do that because yeah. I could never fucking do that yeah. shit. So, that's so, just like where they're trying to so sorry but i just want to say for as a woman and watching all this happen yeah. it's because they're trying to get us all against men yeah. i can see it like they're of trying to they get are. us all to say the american any white male sort of is man, the most yeah. oh, for victimized sure. villainized person Absolutely. in the world they're like what the fuck's that about and it's dude? like no that's not true like they're just it's different weakness. and they have a different way of saying their thoughts it's fine it's not a big deal weakness is offended by strength you know, <laughs> totally. When you show a strong posture, a strong perspective on life, a positive perspective on life, there's gonna be negative people who are fucking miserable as shit in their lives who want to bring you down. So when yeah. I look at Donnie and these people writing these things, I literally think, man, what a fucking miserable goddamn bitch that must be. You know, and that's too bad. That is too bad. I don't know if her husband didn't fucking lay her good enough. I, I don't know if her kids fucking hate her. I don't know if she didn't pay her fucking phone bill on time. I don't know what's going on in her life. But there's something in her life make, making her fucking miserable enough to make me a target. And now let's get you have to straight. ascertain what her day is I have like, to ascertain, dude. I have to ascertain what kind of day she's having. <laughs> I guarantee she's having a shitty day. Like, like, why wouldn't that fucking lady ever pick up the phone, call me, email me, text me, message me, whatever, and say, Carlos. I'm writing so much about you to the point where I'm infatuated with you. I'm obsessed with you. 
I don't know. Maybe it's like she thinks I'm fucking really good looking. I don't fucking know. I was going to say, I yeah. think we've come to the uh, <laughs> right? the conclusion there. She just wants to bang you, dude. It's fine. Right? <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if I'd do that. <laughs> All right, her, so I, I, I it might person. solve some problems. But, but, but. There's some tension there. She just needs to get fucking laid. I don't know, dude. Like, she's terrible. But, no, but seriously, like, you think she's ever picked up the phone and said, hey, I want to interview you? Of course not. No. So, listen, if I was going to write about you, like, incessantly, to the point where even people who are, like, on their side, like, dude, man, you're writing about the guy a little too much. Like, what's going on here? You know? They're questioning it. Right? Why wouldn't you ever interview me? Why don't you sit down with me have a cup of coffee? And I've offered this. I've offered this to her. I'm not scared. Let's have a cup of coffee. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's go... You know, wherever, wherever you want to go, you pick the pump, pl- pumpkin spice latte. Pick Let's the do fucking that. place, dude. Or, or I will buy it for you. Beer. I will buy you a cup of coffee. I'll buy you lunch, Donnie. I mean, I don't know what what's going on in your life, but I'll fucking. I'll, so right she after, doesn't want to be wrong. Month, she know? has a narrative that she has to deliver, and she doesn't want to be wrong. And you're gonna prove her wrong because you have nothing negative to say. All of your points are very valid, and she's gonna be very thrown off you by know, that. And, and, and I'm unfazed, like I really am. Like, like I don't lose sleep about this, you know. Well, you gotta be. Don't get annoyed sometimes. Like, ah, these people are fucking stupid. I, I feel bad. I really feel bad for them, you know. And in my heart of hearts, you know, I, I hope that they find something in their lives that inspires them, something that truly, you know, makes them want to be better people. But you can't find something to rally against. You have to find something to rally for. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Oh, that's that's well said, actually. I really yeah. like that. Instead of... Right. Yeah. No, that's... And, and, and all she's doing is really against me. Donnie, what's your end state? Why don't you state your political beliefs? Why don't you actually talk about your end state? Talk about, you know, your courses of action that are going to lead to your objective. What, why don't you talk about it, Donnie? Talk, talk to me about what you what you like, the things that, that you believe in, the things that you stand for, things that you want to project, and things that you want to see in, in this society, in this community. And maybe Instead let's of just ground. being against me. Because right now, Donnie Chamberlain is simply the, the anti-Carlos, the anti-Red, White, and Blueprint, right? Dude, if anything, she's making you look, in my opinion, a little bit better. Every because... time she writes about me, we get more followers, yes. more <laughs> people <laughs> on our side. You've got to be grown just There's on so that. There's so many people narrative. who see and, that and, and, and they're then, like, like her new thing, her new thing, her new angle is like, oh, law enforcement, you know, is on, is sucking your dick, yeah. You know, this and that. I'm like, that sounds no. like a conspiracy theory to me. Yeah. She's crazy. I'm like, so, listen, no, law enforcement's on my side because I'm right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know? so she goes, she goes into this, right? So she was at first, you know, talking about your quote unquote blistering speech as a monster star, um, and then talking about your uh, dubious mental stability. Um, and, 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 and apparently I own a strip club, you know. Yes, uh, uh, yes, oh. exactly. Yeah, a yeah. bar slash strip club slash you know this that. I mean, uh, what else do I own, Donnie? I mean, tell You're me. You're like, fuck. <laughs> I wish it did. Talk about, my business, talk about my, business, <laughs> my business ventures here, you know. And who so, cares if I did, right? Like, who cares yeah. if I did? I mean, is that an illegal venture? No. So I invest in a lot of companies. You know, I've done very well for myself. I'm very blessed. I've invested in corporations and companies that own a lot of businesses and this and that, you know, and. One of the corporations I, I invested in a, a while ago owns nightclubs, bars, and one happened to be a strip club. I've never had any operational control over it. I've never been there. I've, I've never, you know. Girl St. Centerfold. You know, I wish I, God dang, I wish I did. I mean, God, maybe, maybe, you know, God, I, I don't know. That'd be kind of fun, I guess. You and know? With, and yeah, that would be very Tony Soprano, right? That would be very, like, You could even spin that in a positive boss. light. You're like, all I'm trying to do is help some girls get through college. Like, no, let me tell you something. So my, my, my daughter reads, my daughter, my 18-year-old daughter reads the article, right? Oh. You know, no, listen, she reads this article, and I'm thinking, and my, you know, her mom calls me, she says, hey. You know, your daughter read this article about you on the strip club, you know, and I said, okay. So I call her. She goes, I go, I go, honey, you read this article about me owning a strip club. She goes, hey, dad, 
it's cool. At least you're giving women jobs. <laughs> you know? <laughs> At least you're employing women. You're all good girl. You know, I'm like a good girl. But 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 this is the point. It's like this is so stupid because even my daughter at 18 years old is smarter, smarter, more intelligent than Donnie Chamberlain, you know? And, and, and I hope Donnie writes something. I hope she listens to this and writes some blistering article. Okay. You know, we'll send it to Action News She now. won't. I want to get to the next the next part of, of context on this because she doesn't go into it. All she does is just kind of, you know, vaguely say something about it. And then she continues on with something that you said, again, to support the idea in a negative way. Remember the story about Zapata's dramatic outburst at a Palisadro restaurant directed toward a woman <laughs> who ate dinner this with her... This is great. I want to talk about this. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> I talk about and we will. Just let, let me read story. the whole thing for yeah. the context Sorry. of the show. Directed towards a woman who ate dinner with her husband as Zapata slammed his hand on their table and irrationally ranted that she'd said bad things about him. Later, he downplayed the incident with an excuse... As if all was well and he had no clue why anyone would be upset with him. Then she took a screenshot of uh, Carlos Zapata, Patriot, and, and it's the quote that says, If you say something to me about me or my family on social media, don't be surprised when I confront you in person. What's wrong with that? Being polite and mindful is a way safer option and better for our community, dash CZ. I double um, down on that. So first of all, I'd like to point out that CZ is a wonderful gun company. A CZ-75 is a way to go if you can get one. Um, but on top of that, I, what is this context that she's talking about? First of okay. all, in the restaurant. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about let's this. Let's talk about this. This is great. And I love talking about things. I, I, love, I love clear as shit up. So this fucking chick, dude, Shannon Swanson Kennedy, you know, she has made it, again, her hobby to, like, be the anti-Carlos. And she somehow is enlightened in this world. Probably, she's a fucking fat stay-at-home mom, dude. Like, look at her. She's fucking... It's always the ugly girls that are the meanest, right? Like, it's just <laughs> they the got nothing open. And, and my wife even said that. My wife said, look at that fucking bitch. She's fucking ugly. No wonder she's mean, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, and that's... I have a gangster wife. Yeah. So, I hope she's listening to this. Because she is. She doesn't look good. She's fucking aging horribly. So, <laughs> so, so... so I see, she said all these things about my wife. You can say whatever you want about me, but you talk about my wife, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we're going to have problems, you know? It's like spitting in your grandma's so, face. So, so she says, well, I can't believe his wife's a nurse in this town. She's against vaccinations. Blah, blah, you know, this and that, dude. I can't believe she's a nurse. You know, so. That's shitty because that's fucking like I your wife. I see her. So, so we're having dinner one night at Norm's in Palestine. A great place, by the way. Fucking fantastic food. I mean, really, really just well done place. What, wait, what's it called? Norm's in Palestine. Okay. Okay. And Lindsay and her husband own this. And they're great, fabulous, good people. I mean, just really salt of the earth. Fantastic humans. Okay, and she walks in, and I, and I said, hey, Shannon, how you doing? You know, <laughs> and then they go and they sit down, and I told my wife, I said, you know what? I'm going to go say something to her because the things that she said about you and said about me are completely unfounded and false and really just antagonistic. So if she wants to antagonize me, I mean, here I am. You can say it to me. I did not slam my fucking hand on the table. My wife, people were there. In fact... I got commended by people who were there who were like, oh, my God, we knew what was happening because we heard what she said, and you were so calm. I put my hand on our table. So, wait, real, I, real quick, I, just on. set the scene for this. So, you guys are in the restaurant. Yeah. Was this, any, in any kind of way, did this get elevated to where no. other people were hearing it or anything? No. So, so I think people were watching because they knew that people people know, right? People are like, oh, shit. They're like, oh, shit, that's Zapata, the and there she so, is. So, 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 so <laughs> I go over to her table. I put my hand on her table. Oh. I look at, I, I look at her. 
I look at her husband. He's sitting like a little fucking lap dog, you know. Look at her again. I look at him. And I said, hey, I appreciate everything you're saying about me on social media. Is there anything you'd like to say to me now that I'm here? That's all I said. It was very quiet. It didn't cause a scene, but people were watching. They're like, oh my god, you know. And she started to get a shaky chin, like she's gonna start crying. Her husband's sitting there like a fucking lap dog. Won't do a goddamn thing, you know, fucking beta pussy, right? And I'm like, dude, if somebody comes up to my wife, I don't care what the context is. If somebody comes to my wife and says anything, we're fighting, dude, you know? And, and this guy sits there, dude, like, we always fucking throw up his ass, right? And that was it. And we left, you know? That's it? That, that was the whole thing. That was it. And she says, oh, the owner apologized and all this stuff. The owner of the restaurant donated a significant amount of money, contributed a significant amount of money to the Red White Blueprint, came to our event after that, thanked me for everything we're doing, you know? And I apologized to the owner the next day. I sent her a message. I said, Lindsay, I'm very sorry for what happened at your restaurant. You know, if I did anything to, to, to cause anything, I said, I'm very sorry. She goes, there's no need to apologize. You didn't do anything. I can look forward to you coming back, okay? So the story they paint of course, false. It's fucking fake. It's shit. Oh, weird you know? how the media does oh, that, fake huh? fake news? What? Fake <laughs> news. Okay? But they do this, right? Oh, Carlos is an aggressive male. Why? Because I have facial hair and because I'm not a fucking pussy. You know? I'm sorry. And, and you know what? I fully expect her husband to stand up and stand up for his wife. What a fucking douche, dude. Like, oh, my God. How, how's she going to go home and fuck him at the end of the day? Like, she, <laughs> he didn't even stand up for her. You know? I'm like, God, that, how That's exactly how she's how going to fuck him. <laughs> how embarrassing. Holy fuck, that's embarrassing. I hope you guys... Play all this shit because that's oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, we're, we're recording, but all but, but, this, but here's but shit. And Shannon Kennedy and her husband's a, a lawyer or whatever, I don't give a fuck, dude, you know, she's a lawyer and she's, I don't know what the fuck she is, dude, except ugly. And you know, <laughs> and, 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 and dude, like, you're gonna seriously sit here and mischaracterize me and make me be something that's not when nobody in the restaurant thought the way you thought or saw things the way you saw it. You know, right. my, my wife's the first one to grab by the fucking balls of, hey, dude, don't do that, hey, you shouldn't have done that. And she was like, you didn't do anything wrong. What would you do? You went over and talked to her very calmly. You whispered, you know, at the table, you know, and, and that was that was it. But to her, it was so traumatic. She's probably raising a family where nobody raised her voice, right? Where God, that was like the most like vanilla fucking household ever. <laughs> where, 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 no, 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 nobody, nobody was allowed to use an aggressive tone at all. And that wasn't even aggressive, you know. It's just she lives in this fucking see weird people. World. People have this idea that confrontation is aggressive by nature and it's not at all i've tried to explain this many times to people because i'm very confrontational i don't like there being something that is between me deal with it and the person yes i'm and to me the longer that it goes on unconfronted the more i get fucked up in my head that it's not getting dealt with dude and if i say something to you always assume that it's aggressive if i write stuff about you online and i I mischaracterize you and i i villainize you on these threads and i talk about you and your wife I fully expect that when you see me, you're going to punch me in the fucking mouth. <laughs> you know? I fully expect that, dude. So, so let's just get that out there, you know? So for these people to think that, oh, my God, he's not going to say anything. No, fuck you. Well, and speaking of consequences, here's, here's, here's the take on this, is that if you were to say something just in this hypothetical, theoretical situation, if you were to say something bad about me that was slanderous and you expected to get punched in the mouth, here's what I would think, talking about consequences. I would go, yes. As a result of what he said, I'm going to punch him in the mouth when I see him. And as a result of me punching him in the mouth, I'm probably going to get my ass beat. But still going to punch him in the mouth because of what he said. So All right. The, the, let's do this. You, you, got, you got to do the math in your head, right? And like if somebody comes up and, and the guy clearly probably knows going to whip his ass. But, but like if somebody talks to my wife a certain way or dishonors me or, or my family, 
I gotta do the math in my head. Like, look, okay, shit. I can just sit here like a fucking lap dog, or I can fight. No, I'm gonna get, gonna, get, gonna get my ass whipped, and I'd rather do that. I'd rather fight. Way rather. Get no, your ass dude. Whipped. At least you have honor. Sometimes at least you have fucking good. honor at that point. At least you're like, oh fuck. At least I stood up, honey. You know, hey, honey, I stood up for you. You know. But that fucking chick has to go home with that husband yeah. every fucking night, and no, this motherfucker didn't even stand up for me. You know. God, yeah. Well, this is why you're. Um, you want to hire that guy for a fucking lawyer? <clears throat> You'll probably piss himself in court. You know? <laughs> you're like Fuck. a dangerous personality as far as social media and news is yeah. going. Because right they now. can't handle it. Yeah. Right. Because people don't like you're news. saying real shit. We, we don't and lie to each other. they're terrified of that because they want us all to be the same, like yeah. you're saying. They want us all to just bow down and just take whatever they're giving to us. And you're not doing any of that. You're doing everything that they don't. You're kind of like a much more well-spoken version of Trump in that way, where like you're just like, oh, that is a compliment because I, I respect. No, no, no. I mean that, and I we know? actually liked Trump for that reason. I, I did the same thing as soon as he got elected. I was like, Ugh. and then he would say things, and we're like, oh, maybe you could have worded that great. better. There but was like peace in the Middle East, you know, gas prices <laughs> were low. The economy. I mean, I mean, we had jobs. People were. No, he right, didn't oh, do anything wrong. Do he actually did a Trump. great job. We're gonna do another episode on how the election was stolen. Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. We have episodes on this. Yeah. But no, I just want to say you. They're afraid of you because everything that they want to have as, as the narrative, you're doing the opposite. You're doing the things that people should be doing, and they're fucking scared. And so, that's amazing. And I've never threatened anybody no, in my no. life. I, I've never. All I've done is retorted. All I've done is replied in kind. So and maybe a little bit stronger. in a real way let's, though. Okay, and so in let's a good get way. let's get to the next event here. Yes, so sir. She oh, goes, sorry, sorry. She, no, you're fine. <laughs> she she goes through a couple of paragraphs of again questioning your mental stability, and instead of giving that part of the article airtime, and not only your mental instability, your supposed course, mental no, instability, uh, but also the people that are apparently oblivious to your true nature. Yeah, so, so we'll go over that. Uh, we'll just skim over that because that's not important. This is the next part that I would really like uh, your take on the story. <clears throat> so I'm going to read the whole thing and then I'll say go. Sure. Tuesday at the Shasta County Board of Supervisors meeting, a slim woman with her hair pulled up under a wide-brimmed hat spoke in a shaky voice during the public comment period. She described how she'd been threatened and frightened to the point where she wouldn't disclose her name. And when supervisor, I don't know how you pronounce the name, Lesba. Lesba. Uh, pressed her for her name, and some members of the audience taunted her and yelled out requests for her to reveal her identity. Supervisor Leonard Modi urged her to resist the crowd's baiting and to not tell her name. There are dozens of North State stories like hers, from people who've experienced terrifying encounters with people like Zapata, or friends of Zapata, or Zapata himself. Originally, the source of Zapata and friends' anger was ostensibly COVID restrictions, but that was a ruse. The goal soon shifted to his desire to, quote, drain the swamp of anyone other than strict constitutionalists and elected leaders who'd vow to ignore state and federal mandates. You gotta have those classic the Trump lines. The anonymous woman's words were spoken inside the same chambers, supposedly protected by the same pair of Shasta County Sheriff deputies who were seen hugging Zapata before last month's meeting in which Zapata's followers planned to serve three supervisors with absurd intent to recall papers. The anonymous woman's words were spoken inside the same chambers where one of Zapata's, fellows re Zapata's fellow recall proponents, uh, Vladislav Davidson, unleashed profanities and personal attacks at board members. <clears throat> and then she actually plays a clip of the outburst. 
The outburst caused some mothers to leave the room with their children, including, ironically, recall Shasta leader Alyssa McEwen, a recent star in Zapata's latest red, white, and blue print docuseries. It was during that meeting, after Davidson spoke, when McEwen righteously asserted that recall Shasta did not condone any personal attacks, violence, or threats of violence. The most obvious interference was that she was referring to Davidson. To make sure, I wrote her later and asked, but what about Carlos, the leader of the Red, White, and Blueprint project? What about his threats? She did not respond. So, uh, she continues on about this meeting. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I'll, I'm going to continue reading this. Go ahead. Oh, you I'll can continue there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's our piss spot over there. He's taking a pee, guys. Um, <laughs> it was uh, during that meeting after Davidson spoke when McEwen. Oh, I just read that part. Moments before Tuesday's Board of Supervisors meeting began, someone jokingly asked recall proponent Rally Sally Raposa if their, quote, exalted ruler would be in attendance. Oh, yes, Raposa said. He'll be here. Carlos Zapata is that exalted ruler. And when he finally did arrive, and then in parentheses, late, to the meeting, he smiled, shook hands, and acknowledged his fans like a rock star entering an auditorium accompanied by his entourage. Fuck yeah. It struck me... <laughs> It struck me then that he reminded me of a gangster or mafia boss, surrounded by his yes-men, who sat near him, walked with him, stood when he stood, and left en masse when he left long before the meeting's end. Oh my who god. Who could have guessed what fear, humiliation, and pain Zapata and his helpers would wreak upon someone later that evening? So, prior to the next part of this article, which is going to talk about sure. <laughs> the investigation that is concluded, um... What is she talking about, first of all, in all of these different threats that supposedly... Yeah, that's a wordy chick, dude. Holy People fuck. are... Like this <laughs> this, this shaky-voiced, slim-haired lady that yeah. said that she was... So it's funny because this, I, saw that, and the other. I saw that chick, dude, and she was wearing a mask, and she was wearing a nice dress. I was like, ah, I bet she's cute under that mask. You know? <laughs> I did. I was like, god damn, she looks kind of good. You know? And then I was like, I wonder who she is. And then... I wasn't there when she spoke, but I saw a video later. I'm like, God, oh, this fucking chick. I think it's Rita James, this this chick who I don't know if that's her real name or what, but she uses this name on social media to bash us, and she's obsessed with the red, white blueprint. And I, I don't know if she wasn't given enough attention by her dad as a kid. Like, who fucking knows, right? But she, she's scared, right? Oh, scared to call. I don't know who she is. What are you scared to call Sopata? What do you mean you're scared? Man? Oh, I'm scared. Of the, what are you talking about? It's delusion. It's it's theatrics. It, and that's what the left is, is oh, very good at. Yeah, very good it's all at, good theater. They're, they're very good at theatrics, you know, where I'm like, dude, I'm not for that. In fact, listen, I have criticized, uh, I've been very critical of both sides. I don't like the, the theatrics on either side. And, and even on the Fair. recall Shasta on, on, on the right, there's people who are like, holy fuck, you need, you need to not do that, dude. There's people like, like Vlad <laughs> Davidson going out and cussing people out and talking about people's kids. I'm not for that. And I've disavowed that. And I don't have anything to do with Vlad. And I don't know him. And I think that he's probably taking... Maybe, right, because this uh, makes it sound like y'all are real tight. I don't, I don't know the guy at all. You know, I think I've, I've met him in passing. Maybe shook his hand once. But, like, I <laughs> I do not condone it. Let me, let me disavow that right now. When, when you make things personal, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and you're cussing it. When you, when you lose your decorum... Mm-hmm. In that setting, I think you've lost your, your ability to articulate and, and to sound smart. You know. And, well, that's when it goes down. And listen, I, I know right now we're sitting here and, and, and we're we're chatting as friends, you know, and as a podcast, and I'm I'm speaking as, as plain Carlos, right? But you got to know your audience and you have to know your environment. If I'm in a board 
of supervisor's chamber. You know, there has to be some decorum. And people say, oh, you didn't use any decorum when you gave your speech. No bullshit. I think I, you listened to that speech. I think it was a very well-given speech. I never attacked anybody personally. I never insulted anybody's kids. I never cursed at anybody, you know. Um, so so let me let me just distance myself from that right now, okay? Fair uh, enough. With this lady, I, fuck, I don't know who she is. I don't know. Does she stalk me? Does she, like... <laughs> You know, well, did anything ever, I, I don't fucking know what she knows about me. Did I mean, anything ever come out to you about who supposedly she had gotten I, threatened I, by or no, any of that shit? I have no clue. I, I think she probably has, needs to take some medication and has bad dreams at night. I don't think <laughs> I know. No, she was just I one of those idea. people that's trying to, again, <laughs> with what you're doing. Yeah, she's you're, dramatic. And you're she's doing those things, though, that theatric. make people want to rise up and go against all of this. And she sure. is everything against that. She's the person that everyone... Or not everyone. The government a, wants everyone to be dude, she may that have been person. A they want people to wear masks and be like, oh, I'm so scared right oh now. This guy goodness. is so terrifying. So you wear a mask because you're scared of me. What are you talking about, lady? <laughs> oh, and Carlos walks in like a mafia boss. No, dude. Jesus I'm just Christ. a man, you know, who has a following of people that believe like me. And I'm maybe charismatic in nature. And so people want to follow what I'm doing, you know. But <laughs> Well, I like how she painted you in the light of being friends with the police officers as and a I bad am. thing. I'm personal friends with the, I know, with, with those but I like officers. how she tries to paint that in a bad light, especially with where we're at today in this country. Should I not uh, be friends oh, with yeah. them? What's that? Should I not be friends with them? Should I, should I think I... you should be friends with police officers. Absolutely. They, they are humans too. You know, I, I never like to define people by what they do. I said this earlier, right? Like, I don't define people by what they do for a living. So if I was friends with the baker at the bakery, would they be like, oh, he's friends with the baker and he's getting special service? No, maybe, you know, they give me, uh, you know, what I like because they're all the time and they together. know me and, and we know each other. So so if somebody gives me a hug, I think that's a very, you know, good gesture of, of friendliness. And, and is that the way we should be? That's yeah. how you, and, Absolutely. and it shouldn't, right. Yes. And that's do, the thing do we want that to dehumanize Whether police? or not they wear a badge want? shouldn't, shouldn't that's matter. But the yeah. fact that they're making a point of that being the case, it's like, I mean, if, if you want to do, talk how many about, other people did you hug that weren't wearing badges? I know. So, so if you want to talk about <laughs> Leonard Modi reaching out to Nathan Blaze after an incident, you know, that was totally taken out of context and, and blown out of proportion, reaching out to him, a, a sitting supervisor, you know, sitting supervisor reaching out to somebody in a time when the investigation is not even complete and offering his services, his condolences, his care and his coaching through a police report and through a restraint order. Like, do you think yeah. that's not unethical? And I don't care if it's unlawful, but it's unethical. Anybody can look at that and be like, dude, that's a bad move, Leonard. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that's I, not going to help your case, that. man. <clears throat> so after this, yeah. she says, you know, all of this stuff about the, uh, uh, thing that happened inside the chambers uh this shaky lady and uh davidson and whatnot and you've cleared that up if that for woman us. was scared she wouldn't have been there at all i agreed you know and, and a mask isn't going to save you from a from from somebody who it does stop the covid her. though yeah, probably felt she really was. brave though yeah, i bet she, she felt, felt so good. brave. oh i'm sure she i'm sure she went to bed that she night feeling like, like she had done oh, i think she went to bed at night with a picture of me you know like who knows maybe she wants to bang you too um maybe so all right so then she moves on to everything everything changed tuesday night now this was written on the fifth obviously this is talking about the fourth and uh then she gets into her side of the story this is obviously prior to the investigation even really starting um and this is how this is how she this is how she this is her take on the incident 
You may, you may remember the name Nathan Blaze. He's the creator of some parody videos that we recently posted here on A News Cafe. Blaze was gaining a growing following of people on social media who appreciated his short videos in which he impersonated Zapata and mocked Zapata's red, white, and blue print. Oh, project. I gotta see these. I was a fan of Blaze's work from the start. Since last August, A News Cafe has posted numerous stories about Zapata. One reader complained of Carlos' fatigue. I could relate. And just when we needed it most, along came Blaze, a breath of fresh air after a year of stale, repetitive, angst-filled stories. So funny, so clever, so spot on. His videos provided much-needed comic relief. Blaze sat uh, satirized Zapata in a way that was eerily accurate but hilarious. And Blaze's adults-only video about Davidson is one I turned to when I could really use a laugh. Again, trying to paint you friends with this guy. Uh, when the going gets tough, society can count on comedians to get us going. Blaze won the day and won us over with his keen observations. And t so she, all she does is she, you know, upticks this guy as much as possible. Okay. Last week, Blaze reached out to Zapata, someone he knew, about the red, white, and blueprint videos. Zapata's responses were peppered with implied threats. Blaze. This is him speaking. What's, what's his, Blaze? His name's Nathaniel Pinkney. I mean, Pink if I had a name like that, I'd probably change my name too. But let's use your real name. I, I mean, I, I would never, ever disavow my, my parents' name, you know? Okay, okay, so we'll do that then. Yeah. So this is supposedly text, and I want to know how much of this is true. And I'll, I'll, I'll I mean, it, they, she has a screenshot of the text. So I'm assuming that this is all true. Um, Pinkney, tell me you at least laugh when you saw my parody RWB trailer. LOL. You. I'll let you know how funny I think it is next time I see you. Pinkney. I hope that isn't a threat. You chose to be in the spotlight. You can't just threaten or fight everyone who disagrees with you. Fuck off with that bullshit because I'm not scared of you and I'm not going to put up with threats. This text will go right to my lawyer. You. Good. Short and sweet, buddy. Like, like, bro, like, why are you even texting me, dude? Like... Like, like, oh, wait, what, do you want my approval? Like, like, do you need me to fucking jack you off? How did he like, get like, your number? I think he wants to bang you, too. I think he might. Oh, I think that's the conclusion, is that, I, I, yeah. I've, I've already seen his both ways. There's just a lot of sexual tension. <laughs> he has my number because, you know, so Nathan and I had had, we've had our run-ins, you know, and he's been writing about me and parod parodies about me or whatever. Cool. All right, all good. But again... You've said some things about me and said some things to my friends, and you've threatened friends of mine. Okay, this guy, I'm talking about a guy who has menaced businesses, women, uh, old women, you know, older women, and I have the text to prove it. Okay, so then when I see him in person, I approach him aggressively, you know, because I, I couldn't wait to get my hand on this guy. I mean, there, there was a time where I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> fucking beat this guy's ass. And so I see him at a bar, and sure enough, so I'm true to my word. And I approach him. Well, we end up actually talking it out. And we end up sort of like, hey, you're okay? You're okay? Awesome. I thought we were all right. We got our differences, but hey, we'll get along. Okay? Because nothing's more awkward in a small town than having to run into people, you know, where the situation's tense and awkward and, and, and not desirable. I mean, I, I don't want that, you know? Okay. No. I don't want that for anybody in this town. But he turned on me. You know, and the guy was a snake, and I was warned by people, dude, watch the guy, he's a snake, he's going to turn on, you know, and I defended the guy. People wanted to take him down, and I defended him. I was like, no, he's not a bad guy. He's just, you know, thinks he's funny. Whatever. That's what I'm going to get into next. Yeah. So it says from you. So, so let real quick. So when he said, you know, 
he, he didn't get my approval. He said, do you, do you know it was funny? I said, I'll let you know how funny I think it is when I see you. Well, that's a fair statement. I'm not saying I'll come burn your house down or whip your ass. I'm going to say, hey, I'll let you know when I see you. How funny I'll have words. Right, we'll have words. We'll have a confrontation, right? Or maybe a verbal confrontation. Again, confrontation is crazy. I'm going to run to my lawyer. And by the way, he has the worst fucking lawyer in the world. <laughs> like, he hired some fucking drunk, DUI ridden lawyer who got Is it DUI. the guy who was in the restaurant? No, Lisa that time? Jenkins. Honestly, she's some backyard <laughs> lawyer. I don't even know. Like, like what? I'll tell you what. Probably when my lawyer found out who his lawyer was, he fucking laughed. He was like, oh my God. No, I'll do this in my sleep, you know? But, like, I'll, but it's all you can afford, right? When, when, you, when you're a fucking loser in life, I mean, you go and you get the fucking cheapest lawyer there is, you know? He, she's probably doing it for free because, you know, he, fuck, who knows? You know? Like, it's pro, bro, pro bono, it's yeah. on us. So it says from you, so let me get this straight. You can say whatever you want to me and you think I'm not going to do anything about it? That's some dumb thinking. I really thought you were smarter than that. I almost regret defending you to everyone. I'm sure I'll see you at the restaurant this week. Maybe we can talk then. And I listen, let, let's get this straight. Okay, this wasn't like I was going to look for the guy I went there. Literally, my wife and I go there two to three times a week to eat. It's never been a problem. He's in the kitchen, and, and whether we're getting along or not, it's irrelevant. We go there, we have dinner. I don't, I don't go there looking for him. I don't ask about him. You know, I mean, the owner of the restaurant and I are friends. I consider him a, a friend, you know, and there's a mutual respect because we're both restaurant owners in this area. And so I asked my wife, and I said, where do you want to go to dinner? She said, I want to go to this restaurant, you know. And so we went. We always go there. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary. And we went there, and we sat down, we had dinner, and when we were done with dinner, he came out. And he whispers something to the bartenders, and the bartenders there hate. Them. I mean, everybody he works with hate, hates this guy. I mean, they, they were like, "Dude, I can't believe you put up with this guy, dude. I hope he gets <laughs> like, we hate this guy." And, I, and I'm still being like, "Ah, dude, I think he's an asshole," but I'm just here to have dinner. I don't care. So if he's fucking flipping a burger back there, what the fuck do I care, right? So, um, he comes out and he fucking stands in front of me. I'm like, what do you think's gonna happen, dude? Like, you know, so I sort of like flick my glass backhanded, like get the fuck away from me, motion, you know. Well, like, hold, on, hold on a second. Before you get into what happened that night, yeah. Let me read. Let me read this. Let me read the actual part that she wrote about their take on what happened that Perfect. night, and then I want to hear what your response is. <clears throat> Tuesday night, Zapata kept his promise and visited the restaurant where Pinkney works while he was working. Pinkney explained in a Facebook Live video what happened. He said Zapata entered the restaurant with a woman who Pinkney initially assumed may have been Zapata's wife. The woman with, Sicar with Carlos was not his wife, but has been identified as a Palomino Room employee. What? Wait, 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 this wait, wait, was, this was 5 2021. The woman I came with wasn't my wife? Yeah. It says, it says he said Zapata entered the restaurant gonna be with a woman who. <laughs> who Pinkney initially assumed may have been Zapata's wife, and then it says 5-5-2021, update. The woman with Sir Carlos was not his wife, but has been identified as a Palomino Room employee. So, moving on. Holy shit, I never read that. I never, <laughs> the, like, the level of insanity of these people is like, holy shit. I, I can't even argue with these people because they have low IQs. Like, like, <laughs> they, they don't even have like the requisite IQ to even like have a conversation with me. Like This is ridiculous. But Okay, go ahead. Pinkney said there was a period in the evening when he was at the front of the restaurant and could see Zapata, but Pinkney made a point to not provoke, acknowledge, or engage with Zapata in any way. I didn't say anything to him, didn't look at him, didn't wink at him, didn't fucking gesture to him, didn't motion to him, didn't do anything, Pinkney said. Even so, Pinkney said that completely out of nowhere, Zapata threw his full drink at Pinkney, which covered him with liquid. Pinkney said Zapata then called him a faggot, which is when Pinkney told Zapata to, quote, get the hell out of the restaurant. 
You're done, Pinkney told Zapata. I don't care if our beef is personal. You don't just show up at a restaurant and get to throw your drink across the bar at any employee and not get kicked out. That's just how it works. Pinkney said that after the incident with the drink, Zapata returned with a couple. One was, tall, one was a tall woman. The other was a large man with a beard. Pinkney said that Zapata came around well, to the Everybody's back. lost to that guy. He's like five foot one. You know. <laughs> Pinkney said that Zapata came around the back of the restaurant, following Pinkney and a co-worker into the restaurant. Pinkney said the woman grabbed his shirt, which tore, and tried to yank Pinkney outside, but the co-worker successfully pulled Pinkney back inside. That's when the bearded man cracked Pinkney on the head above his eye socket with something hard, perhaps a heavy ring. Wait, I like it how they have to specify it was a bearded man. I know, I know, I did too. Can we read the police report after this? Yes. It's a very different story. (laughs) Pinkney said the entire assault was captured on restaurant surveillance cameras, which is funny. It was. In the police report. Uh, As Pinkney told what happened in a rattled, albeit expletive-laced Facebook message, he addressed his comments directly to Zapata. Pinkney acknowledged that, yes, he'd created funny, goofy videos that made fun of Zapata, something he'd done because Zapata had put himself in the spotlight. But Pinkney said his satire didn't justify Zapata's extreme response. You cannot just be violent to anybody who disagrees with you, he said. Pinkney ended his Facebook post by telling Zapata that he planned to press charges. And I'm suing because you cannot just attack me at my place of work because we disagree politically. Pinkney said, that's not how it works. So, yeah, so investigations are delicate, right? So I can't say too much. Sure. I mean, anything I say is either going to be used for me or against me, so I have to be very careful with what I say because okay. it, it, is, it is an investigation. But let me say that that is complete fucking bullshit, you know? Like, I showed up there with my wife to have dinner. I didn't bring any friends there. He had a beef with – he has a beef with everybody in town. Everybody wants to whip <laughs> this guy's ass, you know? So because – you, if you call somebody's girlfriend a fucking bitch, they're gonna sock you in the fucking mouth. That's what happened. So that had nothing to do with me. That had nothing to do with with anything I said or did. I didn't hire or bring anybody. And, and then trying to say this girl works for Zapata. This girl worked for me briefly, and we're, we've been friends for a long time. I certainly didn't call them to come over to the restaurant. They, they were at a bar across the street where this guy came over and looked for me. He he started shit. <laughs> so so since since you can't say much about the investigation. Yeah. I mean, no, well, listen, the police have done a thorough investigation on this deal, and it came out. Reading Police, I think, put put, put a statement out, right? And they did. That's what I'm yeah. about to read. Yeah, and I think that's very accurate. Okay. And, and, and listen, Reading Police, I think, is a great department, and they would never in a million years put anything on social media that wasn't accurate because it's only going to hurt them if, if they do. Okay. Especially now. Especially right. now. So then so. for the listeners, no. as you just heard this part, uh, this last part about, you know, the slanderous uh, A News Cafe article that they wrote about the incident, this was now two days ago, which would have been 12 days after that article was read. And this is by the police department themselves putting out their own little report on Facebook about the ordeal. Reading police conclude battery investigation. On May 5th, 2021, Reading Police were notified of a media report regarding a battery incident between 42-year-old Carlos Zapata of Palisadro and 32-year-old Nathaniel Pinckney of Reading. The incident occurred on the evening of May 4th in downtown Reading. After learning of the incident, Reading Police detectives began an investigation into the allegations. During the investigation, detectives spoke with witnesses. This is very key. They spoke with witnesses and viewed video surveillance to determine what occurred. The investigation concluded that on May 4th, Carlos Zapata and his spouse, 
not somebody from the Palomino room. Arrive at a local. Some other chick, dude. That'd be a fucking whole other scandal. (laughs) (laughs) Carlos Rapata and his spouse arrived at a local restaurant around 7:40 p.m. and sat at the bar as patrons. Pinkney was working as a cook in the rear kitchen area. Pinkney became aware that Zapata was in the restaurant and made contact with him from behind the bar. So, unlike the article that you just read, uh, he definitely did make contact, not the other way around. A verbal argument between Pinkney and Zapata ensued, during which time Zapata tossed a glass of liquid. The glass shattered and liquid spilled on Pinkney. Zapata was asked to leave the restaurant, and he complied. After Zapata left the restaurant, he was followed by Pinkney and a co-worker, Kenneth Cornelius, 32 years of Reading, to another downtown business. Who's a known criminal, by the way, and I've had <laughs> cop friends tell me, holy shit, that that guy's a real piece of shit. So anyway. <laughs> Pinkney, Cornelius, and Zapata became involved in a second verbal argument at the other downtown business. Zapata was joined by two acquaintances who were customers at the location. They were later identified as 45-year-old Christopher Meager, of Reading and 40-year-old Elizabeth Bailey of Anderson. This argument eventually carried on into a parking lot in downtown Reading. So now we're at the third location. During this verbal argument, it appears Bailey grabbed Pinkney's shirt. Pinkney was able to pull away from the Bailey's grasp and was then struck in the face with one punch from Meager. Meager was then hit with one punch from Cornelius. Meager grabbed a hold of a large CO2 bottle from a local business and held it towards Pinkney and Cornelius in a threatening manner before placing it back down and leaving the area. There was no further physical contact between the involved parties. None of the involved parties sustained any significant injuries. Following the assault, Pinkney went back into the business he was working at and armed himself with a handgun. It appeared this is a firearm owned and registered to Pinkney. After arming himself, Pinkney made statements he was going to shoot the other involved party, but did not provide a specific name. Other employees were able to disarm Pinkney and calm him down. And then it talks about, you know, uh, who did it and this, that, and the other numbers. Um, so that is a uh, wildly different story um, than what we heard, obviously, the day that it was originally released on the store. Because, obviously, the A News Cafe was just getting their stuff straight from the person that was trying to spin it. Um, but what did, you, what did you think after the investigation? Because I assume at the time you didn't know that he went crying inside to grab a handgun. I know what the... This is so crazy. Like, <laughs> like, if I was this kid, I would literally go home, lock myself in my fucking room, and not say a goddamn word. You know? Like, this story is insane. I mean, he is looking for his five minutes of fame. Not 15. He's not going to get fucking 15 out of anything he does. Maybe five minutes. <laughs> That's you know? No, he's going to get five minutes of fame. Maybe. You know? By being some kind of political victim. He, he calls it, what well, was a political crime? Like, like, what are you talking about? Like, he says these things that don't make any sense. You know, my wife and I had dinner. You know, you approached me. I had a reaction. I, I, I backhanded the glass. Literally, like, like, get the fuck away from me motion. Got some water on you, dude. And you're going to scream assault. And Mr. Defund the Police wants to call the police. And then I have the phone calls. I have the records on my phone showing that he was blowing up my phone calling me. I have the text messages saying... You know, how he's going to beat my ass, all these things. If you're scared of somebody, do you call them back? If you're scared of somebody, do you send them text messages? No. Antagonizing them? You antagonize them, you know? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's a joke. It, listen, I live my life with a lot of integrity, you know? I own, I'm accountable for my actions. I own who I am. I own everything I say. And the fact that this story made headline news is a fucking joke. 
You know, yeah, I'm glad his police. And and now I guess today, like he's refuting the police report. He's L.A. Times came out with an article saying that 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 the RPD press release was wrong. Blah, this blah. this made L.A. Times. Oh, yeah, Holy shit! Holy shit, bro! That's crazy. So this is how crazy this is, right? Because people love a good story, right? To make it racial, right. to make it political, whatever. Anything divisive, yeah. Anything divisive, you know. So it, it's a joke. Well, I mean, let's just say, and I said this from the beginning. Wait till the video comes out, and you guys are gonna know the truth. And that truth came out. And I keep saying, hey, you know what? At this point, I'm gonna let my lawyer, you know, deal with this. <laughs> I, I, I feel like explained this so many times that I feel like, you know. At this point, people have already made up their minds about what they think. And at some point, in the legal department, the lawyers and the judges have to do their job. You know, so either the DA is going to look at this case and press charges against me and the people involved, or they're going to say this is stupid and let it go. You know, and that's going to be determined by by the legal system. You know, but I have a, <laughs> a great lawyer who's very very smart and capable. You know, unfortunately, he can't afford a good lawyer, so he hired some backyard fucking chick to to do his legal dealings. You like know? Jen said, it was probably the dude at that restaurant that night. And, oh yeah, and, 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 and <laughs> I, I, I think it's hilarious because he's tried to serve me this restraint order, you know. And oh, he did actually serve you with a no, restraint. No, he didn't serve me. Oh. so there's supposedly a temporary temporary restraint order TRO filed by Anthony Blaze, which he purged himself. He can't go to court and lie about things. I mean, you know, to get a restraint right. order against somebody. But 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 yeah, good on him. He's probably coached by old Leonard Modi. That piece of shit, you know, to, to, to do so, whatever, you know, so, so you did it. So they still haven't served me. So they went, and his lawyer goes on and she makes these comments on a news cafe. She's like, oh, we can't serve calls the pot. And we went to uh, a paralegal, you know, to serve him. And they said, nope, we're not serving calls the pot. But this person might. They went to that person. That person said, no, I'm not serving calls the pot, you know, <laughs> right? Because people know it's bullshit, you know? And then so they go to the deputy, the sheriff's deputies, you know, they're, they're trying to serve me, but whatever. It's stupid. So now at this point, they had until tonight to, to serve me, and they haven't. So I guess now either a judge is going to, you know, grant a continuance on this deal, and maybe they'll try to serve me later, or he's going to say, no, this is bullshit because this fucking idiot is trying to just, you know. Yeah. But, uh, I do have a question for you. Uh, I had heard from uh, our older brother that after – the owner, which you said, you know, you guys consider yourself friends with, um, that once he had seen the surveillance video and testimony that he had fired Pinkney. Do you know whether or not that's true? He fired him. He did fire him? Of course. Scott's a good guy, man. I mean... That, well, that's why, that's the thing is that this is, that, that, those details are obviously after the fact and hearsay to me, so I just, I didn't know if you... And listen, to be fair, Scott called me that night. He was so pissed at me. He, like, was yelling at me. I said, Scott... He was pissed at you? Oh, he was pissed at me. He thought that I started some shit. I said, Scott... Calm down. <laughs> you know, I go, go watch the video and then call me later. <clears throat> watch the video and text me and go, bro, you were right. <laughs> I told you, man. Why you calling and yelling at me, you know? And listen, he's got a great restaurant. Like, if anybody wants a good place to eat, go to Market Street Steakhouse. It's a phenomenal restaurant. Oh, it is. I've been there. Oh, yeah. We've been there. Great place. Great food. Yeah. I mean, just, just a, a really just, you know, classy, class A place. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, is it Blazing Barrels Blazin now Bar- or something? It's, awesome. yeah. you know, it's fantastic, and I hope this is a plug for them. Because but oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. here's the funny thing. The following night, they had a super busy night because everybody 
went back there. Once they found that that, that motherfucker was fired, they were like, we're going back there to eat. There's so many people that weren't going there because this son of a bitch was working there. And so I'm like, Scott, man, like, like, you should give me a cut what you're making, dude. Like, holy shit, dude. Like, Yo, do I get any of those tips? Listen, at the end of the day, you have your legal system, but then you have a court of public opinion. Oh, people yeah. People don't lie. People will spend their money when they see fame. The fact that people are spending their money at Blade and Barrel, at Market Street Steakhouse, Blade and Barrel, tells you uh, everything you need to know. Because I think people are pretty reasonable at the end of the day. You know? Yeah. So I would like to think so. It actually makes me kind of sad that that this whole thing is happening to you. It's kind of bullshit. I'm not I mean, sad. Uh, not sad. Me? We're doing something I'm sorry. Here. It's just fucking I mean, bullshit. I, 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 I get it's a chance stupid. in my life. I get a chance to make a difference. And listen. I mean, God's granted me a platform, a voice, maybe a, a, a gravitas and, and charisma. That makes me who I am. And I'm so proud to be able to stand here, you know, to sit here and to say, I can speak for so many Americans. I have a platform. And it's a wonderful thing. I never in my life You really can. This, I think that's what made you, know? you blow up the most is that you, you, you spoke and, so many and, things and, that at, people at were thinking. Day, I want happiness, man. I want everybody to love each other. You know, I don't want divisiveness. I don't want left versus right, Republican or Democrat, conservative or liberal. I don't want that. I want patriotism i want american i want people that, that that respect each other we can have our differences we can debate our differences you know i don't want violence uh but at the end of the day if you're going to try to take what's what, what's ours and you're going to you're going to try to burn the constitution you know we're going to have to resort to something that is our right which is to defend ourselves you know if you don't like the way to defend ourselves then they'll take our rights and our liberties away it's it's really that simple you know yeah. it, it's so. almost the uh the bully situation only with the government you know uh you you don't you want to say that to my face okay there's going to be repercussions for I that. Mean, though, and there's I so much like stuff coming out. I hope you guys are watching these episodes, right? I'm going to plug our episodes here, Red, White, and Blueprint. Oh, yeah, we have we to are, check them out. We are oh, I was going to say before we wrap up, let's plug all your Bro, stuff. we are yeah. exposing stuff right now where there's people literally resigning. Okay, there's people retiring early because they're like, oh, shit, I don't want to be a part of this mess. Because they know they've done wrong. You know, they know that, that they fucked up this county. That they're they know scouts. there's deep corruption in yeah. this county. Okay, there's stuff that you guys are going to find out over the next 10 episodes. You're going to be like, holy fuck, I can't believe that's going on in our county. If it's going on in our county, it's going on across the country. And we want to take our country back, but we can only do that if we take our community back first. You know? So and I'm not proud of this community. I'm, I'm very proud uh, to be a resident here and raise a family here. I wouldn't choose to raise a family here and to put my roots here if I didn't love this place. So just know that everything I ever do is because I want a better place. Who would ever accuse me of want, wanting a worse place for my children to grow up? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's counterproductive. I think yeah. I think that honestly was probably a, a really good uh, way to say that because um, I don't think that anybody chooses where they live because they want it to be shitty for themselves or their kids. Yeah. Um, and I have options. I mean, l listen, I've been very blessed in my life. You know, I, I could go move, buy a house of my choice anywhere. I've done very well for myself. I can go live the life I want anywhere in this world, but I'm choosing to do it here. You know, and that says something about this community. I love this community. I love the people here. I love our culture here. Uh, I love our way of life, and I want to preserve that. You know, so oh yeah, stand up yeah. for it. Yeah. That's well, it. he is Carlos Zapata Patriot on Instagram, and is it redwhiteandblueprint.com? Redwhiteandblueprint.com. Check out our podcast too. It's pretty cool. Hell yeah, I'm gonna check that. I didn't even know you had one, yeah, but I'm gonna yeah. check it out. It's pretty killer. All right, guys, man. I appreciate you guys. Listen, you guys are awesome, and I appreciate this this objective look at life. You know, to be able to sit here and have conversations, you know, that that are real and raw. So, oh hell yeah! Right, stay with us. We we appreciate you uh, taking the time out of your day to come here and. Uh, Thanks for the whiskey. Hell yeah! <laughs> you betcha. All right, man. Have a good night, and we will uh, see you next time because we're gonna have you back on. Appreciate you guys. Hell Thank yeah. you.